2: What's up middle of the week Wednesday afternoon Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm supertalktv.com where Michael Borkey is in fade to black mode he will he will join us via the video stream shortly we're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios visit pearlriverresort.com Pearl River Resort is the home of the Sportsbook At timeout lounge, spot where Brian Haydad might just uh, stick his head in tomorrow on his way to the dancing rabbit golf club where we will broadcast live for the first round of the masters and also for opening day of major league baseball season. About a week later than normal, but they got it all figured out, going to play the full 162, and it'll be nice to have major league baseball back tomorrow. If you would like to be a part of the conversation, Please join us on the CSPIRE text line. That number, 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. So much happening at C Spire. Uh We know that you are busy if you are a business owner. Well, let CSPIR handle the managed IT services so you can focus on your business. Learn more at CSPIREBusiness.com. Great to be with you. Uh, I will start with a message on the ceasefire text line. Uh, here it is. Today would be a good day to discuss who has the best baseball team in Mississippi right now. Poll question from Michael Borkey out there today. You can weigh in on the Sports Talk Mississippi Twitter feed if you would like. He says, I would say Southern Miss 1, Ole Miss 2, Mississippi State 3. We're kind of going to get to see it play out. Last night, Southern Miss got their second win against the other two programs, beat Mississippi State a few weeks ago, beat Old Miss 10-7 last night. Rebels and the Golden Eagles will meet again on the 11th, and, of course, Mississippi State and Old Miss will play each other four times coming up later this season. But last night, Southern Miss got the win over the Rebels. Guys, happy Wednesday, middle of the week.
3: What's shaking? You have to love fanhood, don't you?
4: No. Fan, fanhood is, no, you don't have to. It is
3: debatable, but carry on. Uh, d- well, I mean, those insane people uh, essentially pay our bills. So I, I'm appreciative of irrational fanhood. That poll right now that I put out there, who has the best baseball team in Mississippi? That's simple. Who has the best baseball team right now in the state of Mississippi? Southern Miss, Old Miss, Mississippi State. 43% say Mississippi State. Now look. Could it be different by the end of the year? Sure, it it certainly could. But somebody has to give me a tangible example for why Mississippi State today is a better baseball team than Southern Miss. Southern Miss, by the way, smoked them when they played each other. Uh, Also beat Ole Miss last night, so I don't think Ole Miss is in this conversation either. Uh, they, They have a better and deeper pitching staff at the moment, and their RPI is better. Where are those forty-three? What are those forty-three percent of people watching, other than through a lens in which we cannot see, which is fandom?
2: Uh, eight hundred fifty-nine votes in the last three hours. This one struck a nerve. A lot of interaction here. Mississippi State forty-two percent, Southern Miss forty-one percent, Ole Miss seventeen percent so far on the uh, on the poll. So, hey, you got plenty of time to still log in and let your voice be heard in this. Uh, we get some Southern Miss messages, S M T T T. Chase in Columbus says right now it's Southern. However, I hate to have the captain obvious take, but based off what you saw from Fristo on Sunday and Hunt Tepper last night, if you can kind of get that consistently, watch out. He of course is talking about Mississippi State.
4: I mean, the question is phrased. We're talking about right now. So yeah, We're talking about Southern. right now. It's Southern Mississippi. It's not particularly close, in my opinion. That's that's the best team in the state right now.
2: Offensively getting better and mm-hmm. getting more consistent and on the mound, really, really good. In fact, a little bit more key of an aberration last night on the mound. Really not used to seeing Southern Miss give up seven runs. Really not used to seeing them walk anybody, but uh, some some freebies were an issue last night for Southern Miss, uh, but fortunately for the Golden Eagles and Scott Berry, it was not an issue that they
3: were um, hampered by. It's not something they weren't able to overcome. Yeah, very uncharacteristic for them. Quite honestly, they were in control of this baseball game I- until they started shooting themselves in the foot, and there's a little bit of me. About, we're working on We're, it. we're getting there. It's, it's coming along. But, yeah, uncharacteristically bad night from that perspective for Southern Miss. They're one of the best teams in America when it comes to strike-to-walkout ratio. Or excuse me, walk-to-strikeout ratio. Uh, they're one of the best. And last night, that was not the case. And uh, Ole Miss was able to capitalize to their credit. But Ole Miss, what, had two hits through six? And then Southern Miss started giving up some free passes, and there was an error mixed in there, and Ole Miss got back in the game. And then uh, you had the big fly that essentially ended it. Uh, And credit to Southern Miss, because if you give Brandon Johnson the baseball with a lead, you expect to win the game. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't Landon Sims. He's not Landon Sims from a year ago where you knew the game was over, but I would not have predicted that outcome if you told me that Johnson was getting the ball with a lead last night. I would have never believed that it ended like that, and sometimes that's what happens in the sport. But I, I was going to say that's the that's the interesting thing about baseball, right? So th- there are things that you
2: look at in the game and you go, "Well, Southern Miss kind of kind of gave away some some freebies, right? When you look at the pitching numbers, they walked six batters. Uh, there was an error in the game for Southern Miss, and so that's some stuff that maybe you're not used to them seeing, or used to seeing from them. Ole Miss did some things that, eh, not great, right? Three walks in the game from Ole Miss and the, the Rebel pitching staff. They walked five. and didn't hit anybody. Or they hit one batter. So you had a little bit of that in there. But sometimes even a really good pitcher makes a pitch that a really good hitter hits. And that's what happened, and that turned out to be the difference in the game. So here's how it unfolded. If you weren't able to watch, which nobody was able to watch, so if you were there, you saw it unfold, maybe you listened to it on the radio, but if you just wanted to watch it from the comfort of your own home or on your back patio, that wasn't an option for you last night. Ole Miss struck first, bottom of the second inning, with a three-run home run from Hayden Dunhurst. Just missed a home run in the bottom of the first from, uh, from Calvin Harris, right up against the wall, Dunhurst hits a three run jack to make it three to nothing. Southern miss had given up only nine home runs all season long going into the game last night, which is really, really impressive. But the Golden Eagles answered immediately in the top of the third. RBI double from Dickerson. RBI single from Ewing. Danny Lynch reaches on a throwing error. Run comes around to score. And just like that, boom, tied three three. Uh, RBI. Double from Pato in the fourth inning, and that puts Southern Miss out in front, four to three. Montenegro, the uh, the catcher, RBI single in the fifth inning, made it five to three. Another RBI single for Montenegro in the seventh inning. Now it's six to three, and then here comes Ole Miss, sacrifice fly for Shotenier to make it six four. Um, two-run double for Jacob Gonzalez to make it 6-6. Jacob Gonzalez scores on a balk. There's one of the errors that you were talking about, and Ole Miss is in front, 7-6. And so what do the Rebels do? They turn it over to to Brandon Johnson. Drew McDaniel, I guess, started the eighth inning. They turn it over to um, Brandon Johnson, and Southern Miss gets it going in the eighth inning. They score four runs in the eighth inning. got an RBI single from uh, Christopher Sargent, and then Danny Lynch with the big three-run home run to make it 10-7, and that turned out to be the difference in the game. So it's kind of a seesaw back-and-forth game, but there was a lot of kind of yuckiness mixed in throughout the course of the game where both teams gave the other opportunities.
3: And one capitalized on them more than the other. Uh, and yeah. that's the story of the game for sure. And, and and that's what would, it's just one midweek game against a good team, right? I mean, for, from Southern Miss's perspective, it's an important win for RPI hosting purposes, all that. Huge win. Uh, for, from the Ole Miss side of things, this game in a vacuum, not a big deal. Southern Miss's RPI is very good. Losing a midweek game to Southern Miss isn't going to kill you. It's not going to hurt you at all. In fact, it's fine. It's a neutral site game against a good RPI. You're fine. But it was another example of problems that have persisted with this team since the beginning. I mean, remember we talked about it very early in the season and and especially one of my podcast listeners took great exception to me talking about how they're a poor defensive team well it's just cold is what I was told they're still a poor defensive baseball team and it wasn't cold last night in Pearl Uh, Derek Diamond was a weekend starter coming into the season he really can't go through lineups more than once and hitting in the right spots has not been there so losing the Southern Miss in the midweek not a big deal but how they lost to Southern Miss in the midweek shows how far they are from being a complete baseball team right now.
2: Yeah, so,
3: Miss. Southern Miss had a bunch of base runners. Also, they left eleven on
4: base. Ole Miss just left four on base. Somebody asked about that just a second o- ago. Ole Miss six and eight since they were ranked number one.
2: Mm. We'll take a quick time out. Talk more about this game and a whole lot more when we come back with you, Sports Talk Mississippi
5: from the Venerable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Gates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. Traffic's moving smooth, no accidents or breakdowns to report 220, 55, and 20. Not a problem. If you see any traffic issues, be sure to contact your local law enforcement. This traffic brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, the place to refinance your auto loan, home loan, or apply for a low-interest
6: signature loan.
9: I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. Have you got bathroom restoration or construction going on? Well, we've got you covered with deluxe luxury restrooms with air conditioning, LED lights, radio, Bluetooth, and all the amenities for your needs. When you've gotta go, you've gotta go. Gotta Go, 601-879-3969.
1: Iceland
0: The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better,
1: faster. Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Here comes more Sports Talk Mississippi. You ready?
2: First off, Mississippi. ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. Ole Miss has a ton of questions to answer. I mean, take your pick. Coaching... Oh, I'm sorry. That was football from yesterday. Here we go. Southern Miss needed that win more. Ole Miss is fine if they win league games. Agreed with that? Agreed?
10: Yeah.
3: Yeah. True. Absolutely true. But these aren't... Again, these are not... it's not one game. You would like it to be just one game, but it's not. These are persistent issues which led to this loss.
2: You know what stands out to me right now? We, we talk so much coming into the year about this being a veteran Ole Miss lineup that can really, really hit. And I don't think there's any question that there are talented hitters up and down the lineup. I'm not not even looking at stats, batting averages right now. You've seen the body of work, right? I mean, Justin Bench is a good hitter. Jacob Gonzalez is a good hitter. Tim Elko is a good hitter. Hayden Dunhurst is an okay hitter. He's like a a 265, 270 guy. He's not going to hit 300. He's not going to hit 330. Um... Chatagnier is a better hitter than he is playing like right now. McCants is a good hitter. When they get Kevin Graham back, he's obviously a good hitter. Do you know what it feels like you don't have? You, you don't have grinders in terms of grinding out at bats. Are you Are you going to laugh at me for using a yes. grinder as a term? Yes. Uh, I, I thought you might, but I mean, Look, that, that's the, you, the 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 great hitters are the guys who foul off four or five pitches in an at bat. Maybe you strike out, maybe you ground out, but the pitcher really had to work for it. I was going back through the play by play and and listen to this. First inning for Ole Miss, bottom of the first, strikeout, fly out, foul out. One, two, three, three up, three down. Ole Miss in the second. Well they got the three-run home run. You had a strikeout from Elko and a ground out. Then you got walk, walk, home run. And then boom, strikeout ending over. In the third for Ole Miss, foul out, strikeout, walk, strikeout. Okay, not putting a lot of balls in play. Bottom of the fourth. Ground out, strikeout, strikeout. One, two, three. In the fifth. Strike out, foul out, strike out. No pressure on the defense at all. You're not hitting it hard at the shortstop and making him make them. Sixth inning. Single, strike out, double play, swap them. Now Ole Miss got, had, had a bigger inning in the seventh, but it's when they were able to string some hits together, right? So you get line out, walk, single, pitching change, another walk, sack fly, double, Walk, walk, and then you get a strikeout to end it. I mean that—that's an in it. That's the makeup of an inning where you're going to get a crooked number.
3: But you hear how that was created, and again, you know, as a batter, you have to work walks, right? You're not just going to get them handed to you. But but without those free bases, what is that inning? Yeah. But, but that's
2: my point. I mean, you, you, you can take stuff out of it and be like, well, if it wasn't for this and this and this, then nothing happened. But that's kind of the point that I'm making is it's, it's grind out and at bat, you know, be behind in the count one and two, battle your way to three, two, foul three pitches off in a row and then draw a free base or get hit by a pitch or maybe you get a bloop single or something like that. And it just doesn't feel like you've got that happening right now with this Ole Miss baseball team. But I do go back to the fact that we talked about at the beginning that this is a team that's got a bunch of talented hitters on it. And so if you're writing the obituary, and and I, I, I say that not as an overreaction, I say that based on like seven different conversations today. And I don't know if it was because Ole Miss lost to Southern Miss or because it was a midweek game or because people are just frustrated overall, but everyone's like, man, what a bad loss. Well, it wasn't a bad loss in terms of who you lost to. Southern Miss is a good baseball team. It's the best midweek team you faced all year, and it's not even close. Maybe the best team not named Tennessee that Ole Miss has played this year, period. You can make that argument. I think that's the correct argument.
3: And they lost Definitely. one game in the midweek last night, but it's not about losing one game in the midweek, right? It's a lot of compounding things. Uh, you know, you mentioned that, and that's a good point because I think mentality is something that that we can't and nobody can quantify or, or really speak on for sure. Did Chelsea get scored on?
4: No, they they just missed an easy shot. Um, consider.
2: Forky <laughs> didn't even know Chelsea was playing.
4: He just saw Hayden's reaction. He knew.
3: I bet he knew. Oh, probably. I saw something about Pulisic earlier. but
4: It's, cha- it's Champions League day, yeah. This,
3: the thing you mentioned, and Mike mm-hmm. Bianco has said it to you last couple of weeks about uh, they're not battling, stuff like that. And then you see the quotes after Friday and Saturday against Tennessee. Ah, we took them lightly. Ah, they brought more energy than we did. Ah, we're going to beat them tomorrow for sure, and then you lose by double digits. And then you have players going at former players on Instagram after you win a series over a bad Kentucky team, and then you see the lack of whatever that is, and then you go 6-8 and after being number one, and we're not in the locker room we're not in the dugout so so we can't know for sure but when you put all of those things together i think that's where some of the angst is coming from i talked to a couple people last night that mentioned that they were like i think we have a mentally weak baseball team is what one of my friends said to me last night and you know the anecdotal evidence that we have suggests that that might be true and so
2: but but here's the crazy thing right Morky? If Brandon Johnson doesn't give up the three home a three run home run and Ole Miss holds on and they win seven to six, nobody's saying any of those things because there is that that that's the thing. There can be lots of things wrong, and then when you, on top of things being wrong and the margin for error being small, you throw in the fact that baseball happens, then you're really prone to reactions that are like, they got nothing. They're
3: middly weak. Which may or may not be true, right? They, they have certainly shown signs of it. And it, it, what should be at least encouraging, if you're looking for a spin zone, is you've got a bunch of older guys on there that you would hope should be able to snap out of something like that. If that is, in fact, infecting the locker room, if that's if it is, you've got some guys in there that should be able to get them out of that mentality with how long they've been there and how much baseball and at a high level that they've played.
2: But you, you you do know you know what the the counter argument if you wanted to make one and I, I know a lot of people don't want to make one to this Ole Miss team being mentally weak would be twice in SEC road series after getting blown out in the second game of the series they've come back on Sunday and played really well to win a series I mean that that would be the counter argument to it's a mentally weak team sure.
4: And that's something I've heard for state too. They're mentally weak, blah blah. I I never buy into that kind of stuff until I mean, if we start seeing them blow leads on either team consistent basis. But I mean, state was down, you know, or, or they they lost those two games at Georgia. They come back to get the win on on, on Sunday in, in impressive fashion. They get handled the first two games against Arkansas. They come back and get a win that they absolutely had to have in an extra inning game. So. I don't think either one. I don't think mental weakness is the issue with either one of this team. They're just not playing as well as we thought they would uh, to start the season. I just did an interview for my podcast with Leah Van, who covers LSU. It's the same thing there, right? I mean, both all three of these teams were top five, top ten to start the season. They all have what appears to be a fatal flaw uh, for LSU and Ole Miss. I think it's defense. Pitching has been a problem for Ole Miss, and for p- pitching has obviously been a problem for Mississippi State.
3: Yeah. I wouldn't have brought it up had the players not said it themselves. Well, they didn't say mentally weak. They just said took Tennessee lightly. And didn't match their energy and on and on. Yeah. That, that's where that is coming from. I mean, of course, as you mention all the time, people say basketball teams weren't in it if they didn't make shots because it's easy to look like you don't care when you're not shooting well. It's easy to look like you don't care if you're not hitting well in baseball. It looks bad. It doesn't mean that they're not in it, but I'm telling I talked it for whatever it's worth a couple of Ole Miss fans last night that still remember what they said and were like that's something and it shows. And yeah. I can't I can't argue against them because the players said it. Uh I was 0 for three on my umpire.
2: Picks. Luke Weems was the home plate umpire. Mark Chapman, Derek Everett, and Eddie Newsom were in the field. And I mentioned umpires because somebody just, I've gotten a couple of messages along the lines, uh, but somebody sent us a message that said both head coaches were within an inch from getting run, getting tossed in that game last night. I guess it was Mike that sent us that message. So again, didn't see it, couldn't watch it, so I'm kind of at the mercy to uh take your word for it, Mike. T- tell us more. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Maybe lost a little bit in this discussion again, and this is kind of where we started, is how well Southern Miss is playing.
11: We'll talk about that a little bit more when we come back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 60% chance of showers and thunderstorms, high near 81. Tonight, a 30% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 46. For Thursday, sunny skies, high near 69 degrees. And for your finally Friday, sunny conditions, high near 65. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
12: Lamb of God, with special guests, Trivium and In Flames, Saturday, April 16th, Brandon Amphitheater. Four of metal's biggest artists share the stage for one epic night. A On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Produced by Red Mountain Entertainment. Megadeth, Lamb of God, with special guests Trivium and In Flames.
13: Save the date, April twenty third, two thousand twenty two, and let's ride in Greenwood, Mississippi. Ride begins and ends at the Greenwood Floor Airport and winds through the beautiful hills of Carroll County during the Greenwood Gravel Grind. Take the challenge, fifty k or one hundred k. Two routes, three rest stops, gravel hills, sag. Post ride party, April 23rd in Greenwood. Sign up now at greenwoodgravelgrind.com. Brought to you by the Greenwood LaFleur Chamber, Indian Cycle, visit MS.com, Greenwood CDB, and Pepsi.
14: Since 1920, many great beginnings in Mississippi have begun with a diamond from Britain's jewelers. Since then, we've changed in many ways, except in our commitment to our customers. Hi, I'm John Britton. At All Britons, we realize how important a diamond is to you. That's why our trained gemologist inspects every stone we sell. Whether you're buying your first diamond or celebrating your 25th anniversary, you can be confident of our quality and value. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen All Britons as their diamond store.
16: It's Lisa Arbuckle and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. State lawmakers ended the session Tuesday without restoring the ballot initiative, a process that allowed residents to bypass the legislature and place issues on the ballot before voters. Representative Charles Busby told us he doesn't expect the governor to call a special session to restore it.
0: I would like to see the initiative process be a little different than what we had previously. And I think the product that comes out, and I guess it'll be next year now. Uh, will be different where we can can change general law as opposed to constitutional amendments.
16: The House and Senate weren't able to reach an agreement on the number of signatures needed to get an issue on the ballot. The price of gas in Mississippi is now down to $3.85. While that's still over $1.25 more than one year ago, it's 16 cents cheaper than it was on March 6th. The cheapest gas in the state can be found at the Blue Sky in Boonville for $3.15 and Sam's Club in Tupelo for $3.40.
1: Talk, Mississippi. Here's more. <laughs> Super Talk, Hooray! Mississippi. Hooray! Hooray! Rumors run round.
2: United, back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi. We will get back to the uh, the Southern Miss Ole Miss baseball game coming up in a little bit. But we're going to press a pause on that discussion right now and go to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. Ben Portnoy, one of the perks of the job when you work in the state of South Carolina as a sports writer at a newspaper is there's a good chance that you are going to get sent on a road trip to Augusta in the second weekend of April. That's where Ben Portnoy is from the state newspaper. He is live in Augusta covering the Masters for the very first time. Ben, uh, I don't know if congratulations is the right word, but that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with congratulations on covering your first Masters. What's up, man?
18: Oh, what's going on, guys? No, I, I, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of a dream come true. It's definitely on the top of my, my sports journalist bucket list, I guess. And, uh, yeah, having a blast. I'm, I'm standing here just outside the press center overlooking the uh, overlooking the driving range here in Augusta. So pretty, pretty good spot.
2: All right. So had you been to a Masters tournament before as a patron? Had you ever stepped foot on the property before you got in this week to cover it?
18: No, I've never been here. It's my first time. So I I got here on Saturday for the final round of the women's am. Uh spent Sunday in Columbia and then I'm here Monday through Sunday. So I'm uh getting my getting my fill and having a blast and it's you know, I mean every second's been super cool. You definitely you know, you feel what's so cool about Augusta and so different and so unique and it's uh just just soaking it all in and doing a little bit of work here and here in between.
2: All right, Ben, I'm always intrigued by people making their first trip to the Masters, whether it's for a practice round or a tournament day or or whatever. So give me kind of your first impressions because it is such an incredibly unique place and it does have a different feel to it when you walk through the gates when you're there. Uh, But I want to hear it from you with with, with your first time. What has struck you? What has grabbed you so far?
18: Yeah, you know, I think like the, the, the way I kind of described it when I was talking to my parents about it the other day was that you know, when you walk out, you kind of walk out onto the, the first hole, the first tee, and things open up, and you can kind of look, you know, most of the way across the course. And it, it's it, it's almost, like, quite literally unbelievable. Like, you um, you almost can't sort of wrap your mind around what you're looking at, and it's kind of, you know, you make your way through the course, and, you know, you go one golf hole, two golf hole, and then you just say, oh, wait, I'm at Amen Corner. Or, oh, wait, I'm at where, you know, Jordan Speed chunked one into the water. You know, it's just kind of every, you know, few steps, it kind of hits you. And, uh I think that you know the the way the layout is. I mean, it's a pretty walkable course. It's obviously you know hilly and, and kind of roll, rolling hills and all of that. But you know, it's it's navigable for for patrons. And um, you know, again, it's just it's just so unique and so special. And I think that like you, you feel that in everyone who's here, right? Because I think that. You know, everyone, you know, involved with the Masters and Augusta and everything, you know, feels feels very strongly about what the Masters is and should be. And I think the thing that's so cool is that, you know, all the people who are here, whether that's reporters, patrons, whatever, players, like, they feel the same way. And I think that that's kind of adds another level to it. I think that, you know, everyone here is very excited and and about, you know, being at the Masters and sort of the, the, the I guess, for lack of a better term, magic of it. Um, and, and I think it's pretty cool, you know, quick, you know, anecdote, I was... Walking out, so you know, as press, we can get into the into the grounds at 6 a.m. as opposed to 8 a.m. when the public gets in. And, uh, I wrote about this the other day, but I, I went, uh, grabbed, walked into the press center, grabbed a grabbed a breakfast sandwich and a bottle of water at about 7 a.m. and I walked out to Amen Corner with no one else but the the, the groundskeepers and just sat in the bleachers by myself and then watched the sunrise. And it was really cool to just be able to sort of be out there and soak it in and, and let it all kind of happen and, and just soak it all in.
2: I'm not so sure that's not something you should do every single day that you're there. That is, uh, that's <laughs> fantastic. Ben Portnoy visiting with us. He writes the state newspaper. He is at the Masters this week covering the tournament for the, uh, for the very first time. Ben, I feel like most years at Augusta, there is one storyline that is, is kind of the overarching story. And then there are kind of some secondary storylines, uh, as well. Obviously the big one this week is, is Tiger. Tiger watch yesterday. He says, you know, as of right now, I'm playing. He was going to go out and play nine holes again this morning. All signs point to the, uh, the five time champion, uh, playing this week. But the question is, how well is he going to play and, and can he compete? What's the buzz in and around Augusta National about Tiger Woods right now?
18: If Tiger Woods here, I wasn't no, I wasn't sure about that. No, I'm kidding. But I think that, uh, you know, I think that the buzz has been is that Tiger's going to give it a go. And I think it's frankly kind of unbelievable that, you know, you look at it 14 months ago, he was in that car accident. And, I mean, in the immediate aftermath, he kind of wondered whether he was going to play again, let alone, you know, be back in time for the Masters. And, you know, that's a pretty incredible and, and kind of insane story. And I think that, you know, when you look at it, I think that the, the expectation, and Tiger talked about it yesterday, is that, he feels like he can do everything he needs to, as far as his swing and balance and all of those things. But the hard part for him is just getting around the course. And, and like I said, I mean, you know, it's a navigable course for patrons, but it, it's pretty hilly. And I think that's something that's not—it's a little misleading on TV, and you don't necessarily get a feel for all the elevation changes that out here at Augusta and how how hilly it is and how you know physically demanding it is for these guys, especially you know two, three, four rounds in. And I think that's what Tiger said—is that just over time, it's you know, he's putting up with a lot of pain to walk around the course. And I think that, you know, if, if he can handle that, I mean, you know, there's something to familiarity with this place, right? That, you know, the more you've played it, the, the easier it gets or the better you, you tend to play here. And I think that, you know, the guys who play here, the guys who play well here most years, you know, the guys who play well here tend to play well here most. Years. Uh, yeah. and it's not just a, a shot in the dark or capturing lightning in a bottle. And I think that, you know, for Tiger, I think that, you know, I, I, I think it's not, it wouldn't be surprising to see him say, you know, come out and make the cut. Now, could he come out and then fire a seventy-nine or an eighty-two on, on you know, on Saturday? Maybe, and, and you know, maybe he maybe just doesn't doesn't isn't up to snuff as far and can't deal with the pain on that that end. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get, you know, make the cut at least. And you know, I guess we've we, we've we've kind of doubted what Tiger can do before, and then he goes out and wins in twenty nineteen. So. Um, you know he'll he'll put himself in in, in contention and, and a place to play and a place to make a run. I guess you know if if Pat President stands and uh, you know it, it'll be interesting to see whether he can does make it through the whole tournament though. A
2: little bit of buzz today when uh, when Fred Ridley talked the uh, chairman at Augusta saying that Phil Mickelson was invited to the Masters but he sent him a text message declining the invitation. And Ridley said, you know, he appreciated that. Does anybody believe that really that's what happened, that that Phil just turned it down? I mean, this is, we've speculated about him being suspended from the PGA Tour, but the PGA never comments on that. But this isn't a PGA Tour event. This is separate. The Masters operates on its own set of rules.
18: Yeah, you kind of wonder whether this is like, you know, Animal House style, like double secret probation kind of or something. You know, it's just no one will really give a straight answer. No one really wants to talk about it, frankly. And I think that, you know, Phil has largely, you know, uh, gone underground. I mean, I think it was uh, Bryson DeChambeau the other day was asked about it. And he and Phil are pretty, pretty close. And he said that he had reached out to Phil a couple of times and that he hadn't heard anything. And they had gone dark on him and he hadn't talked to him at all. So I think that, you know, no one really knows where he is, knows what he's doing, what the deal is. And I think people are just kind of, you know, I guess in theory, hoping things fizzle out over time and then people can kind of move on with their lives. But it, it's definitely a thing that's, you know, looming a little bit. And, you know, we don't really know when Phil will be back and, and if he will be back and, and what that looks like. So it's, it's definitely a sort of a mysterious deal. And, uh, you know, it's definitely still still an ongoing situation.
2: Have you checked out the Par 3 contest? I know it's a zoo kind of with all the people that they pack in and around the Par 3 course on the, on a Wednesday afternoon.
18: Yeah, it was awesome. I actually just spent a couple hours out there uh, before the air horn just blew and they closed off the course for the day. But uh, it, it was pretty fun. It's a really fun atmosphere. It's pretty rowdy. You guys get really into it. And, uh, you know, it's really fun seeing all the players and kids run around and, you know, spouses and, and parents and all of that. And it's just – it's just a really, really cool, uh, you know, event. It brings the whole family together. You know, you get you get guys interacting with the patrons and the fans and all of that. And, you know, Harold Barter was joking at, right as the, the air horn went off and sort of the the giant, the, the loud, uh, the voice over the clouds was kind of saying, everyone get out of the course, right? He said, You know, it sounds like he, Harold Barter was kind of looking around at the fans over toward where I was standing and sitting and was like, man, it sounds like the Hunger Games out here. And so you get little <laughs> stuff like that, little tidbits, and, and folks uh, on the tee boxes kind of messing around. You know, Billy Horschel and, and Scotty Scheffler and some other guys were joking around. I think it was Scotty Scheffler and uh, and Sam Burns who were joking about, you know, with all the gallery that was packed around the sixth pole, uh, they didn't want to skull one or miss one. And, and I can't remember who it was who they were playing with. It might have been Russell Henley who said, You know, he was like, "Well, you're ranked number one in the world. You're ranked number ten in the world. So I think y'all should be fine." So, you know, it's it's little stuff like that that you kind of pick up watching and and being around it, and guys just having fun, and definitely a few wisecracks about not running down the uh, running down the green, running down excuse me, running down the fairway, and and, you know, doing what Tony Finau did a couple of years ago. So it was uh, it it was definitely fun, and it's a really fun atmosphere. Like I said, it's everyone's kind of on top of it, and. You know, on top of the players, at least as far as you know of the viewing areas, and you know the players get to show a little bit of their personalities. Obviously, the kids are running around and putting and stuff like that. But it was—it's a really, really fun event, and I think it's just—it's just kind of the, the, the Masters and sort of it's you know—a really pure form.
2: Well, it's fantastic, and Ben, we appreciate you agreeing, not only to visit with us today, but over the next couple of days as well to keep us up to date with what is happening on the grounds at Augustus. So much appreciate your time. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.
18: Yeah, thank you, guys. Appreciate you.
2: Ben Portnoy from the state newspaper covering the Masters for the very first time. A little bit of a peek behind the curtain there. So much fun. So much fun. Sports talk. Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. We'll be right back.
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. Traffic's moving smooth, no accidents or breakdowns to report. 220, 55, and 20. Not a problem. If you see any traffic issues, be sure to contact your local law enforcement. This traffic brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union. The place to refinance your auto, loan, home loan, or apply for a low-interest
0: signature
20: This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Callaway's has a large selection of trees and shrubs. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture, with all the new 2022 collections arriving. We offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Let Callaways turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tanks is always the better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is
21: Spring is coming up, and you can leave it up to us at Ag Up Equipment for your spring cleaning machine. We have stocked up and can offer you long-term financing with low monthly payments. Get the John Deere 3025E Compact Tractor with a loader for only $278 per month with 72 months financing. Visit us at agup.com for more. Offer is based on 10% down. Offer ends over 30 2022. 20, Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details.
22: Join Mississippi's handyman, Buddy Slowick, every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation Studio. Contact MCEF today, leading the way in training, credentials, and job placement.
23: Hello, I'm Will Noble from in Mississippi. I'm proud to be a catfish farmer. And being selected as Mississippi's Catfish Farmer of the Year means a lot to me. I pride myself in raising healthy fish for you to enjoy, and they were raised right here in America. So please, make sure you and your family are receiving the best U.S. farm-raised catfish. This message is brought to you by the Catfish Institute. For more information, visit uscatfish.com.
0: During the month of April, AARP Mississippi is providing you with tips to help prevent fraud so your money lives longer. They are shining a light on how you can protect yourself and your family from fraud with a telephone town hall and document shredding events. Learn more and sign up for free at aarp.org
13: MS. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
1: Let
2: the broadcasting of the disturbed
1: continue. Sports Talk, Mississippi. Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: with you. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. I appreciate Ben Portnoy joining us from Augusta. I, you probably could hear me kind of light up a little bit as I was asking questions. Uh, that's a place that I have no issue waxing poetic about. I mean, it's it's just spectacular.
3: It's absolutely spectacular. What a great call on his part, waking up early to get down to Amen Corner to watch the sunrise over it. I, I Yeah, no doubt. You don't remember dreams. Like That's kind of part of dreams is they're hard to remember. I'm 100% certain I have had that dream. (laughs) I would say his only mistake was he grabbed a
6: bottle of water.
2: That's like the perfect, I need a big old cup of coffee to go sit on the
3: bleachers at a Corner and watch the sun come up. I don't know, maybe he doesn't drink coffee. Where the only thing that's disturbing the image is the steam coming up from your coffee? Yeah. Otherwise,
2: man. Yeah, uh, you're right about that. You know what else was cool? When Danny Lynch stepped to the plate in the top of the eighth inning last night with a couple of runners on base. Now, this is not your traditional television call. This is a. Uh, it's from Eagle Post on Facebook. So it's. A, I guess that's the Eagle Post Facebook group. This is the audio that goes with the video. This is kind of raw. I mean, you you can hear the emotion from the fans. And you can hear the ball when it comes off the bat. This was in the eighth when Southern Miss took a lead that they would not relinquish uh, relinquish last night.
4: I think it's
12: gone.
2: Clearly, a Southern Miss fan uh, holding the camera and shooting the video last night, a three run home run. Uh, good Southern Miss crowd. 4500 and change last night for uh, for Southern Miss and Ole Miss in Pearl. So a good crowd at the uh,
3: ball yard. And a monster moment delivered by Danny Lynch. Uh, it's hard sometimes. It, it, you hear it with radio broadcasters, and even the, those of you guys that, that do it on TV. Sometimes it looks like it's gone off a college bat. And it sounds like it's gone off a college bat. And it's not. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that guy for knowing. I mean, the second... Bat hit ball, he knew it was a home run. Now, maybe he, it was wishful thinking, but still. Maybe a little liquid courage. It's possible. But that guy knew right away. Wind was blowing out last night.
2: Left-handed bat, fastball, belt high, coming in at, what, like 94? But he turned around. Trajectory, I think that guy was pretty safe <laughs> in, his, in his early assumption. It was, it was a no-doubter. That ball was crushed.
3: But big win for them, right? Especially because they didn't play well. If you if we had Scott Berry on Wednesdays instead of Mondays, you want to bet he would say it's a good win, but we didn't play well? Yeah. Because they didn't.
2: Uh, they moved Carson Pato up to the leadoff spot, and he went two for six. Reese Ewing had a big night, three for five, and was intentionally walked. Um, Three for four night for Will McGillis. Rodrigo Montenegro with a couple of two-run singles down in the nine hole. But in terms of pitching, you yeah, know, we, we talked with Luke Johnson yesterday about the fact that yesterday was not like a Johnny Holstaff plan, which sometimes, sometimes Scott Berry will do in the middle of the week. It was Tyler Stewart's our starter. Let's go see what he can do. I think he got two innings worth and then they got three innings out of Chandler best and he gave up nothing. I mean, three innings for Chandler best, no hit, six strikeouts and a walk. And then it was Isaiah Rhodes, and then it was Dalton Rogers, and then Garrett Ramsey ended up being the winning pitcher. A couple of innings for him with uh, two hits and four strikeouts. Fourteen combined strikeouts last night for Southern Miss pitchers, and Landon Harper picked up the save, his fourth of the year. Recorded one out. That's how you get a save. Three pitches, win- one out, shut her down.
4: Two wins for Southern Miss last night on the field and on Twitter, their social media team with a fantastic volley at Ole Miss. In 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 victory, What they would they tweet? Southern Miss by damn, that's pretty okay.
2: good.
3: Not bad. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. No, it's a big like win for it. them though, right? Uh, because as we know and we talk about, the Conference USA d- does not give them many opportunities on weekends to make resumes for hosting purposes. Beating Mississippi State on a neutral site, beating Will Miss on a neutral site. I mean, that's as it's better than almost every weekend they'll play this year, getting those two wins in a neutral site.
2: Yes. I, generally speaking, I would agree with that. But I do think that there are some opportunities left on their schedule to improve the resume. They won the series against FAU. That's a good series win. They've got a midweek win against Alabama. Uh, you know, we'll see if Tulane kind of rallies again. Their series win against Lafayette was a good one. Hey, Charlotte could be okay. Old Dominion, that's a pretty good notch on the resume. UTSA playing pretty well. So it's not just scrubs that they've got. There, there's some opportunities to continue to build that resume. You're
1: listening to WFM4 at Jackson. this Mississippi. Powered by your true professionals. Over on
7: East Street Fox News, I'm Steve Rappaport. The U.S. hitting Russia with new sanctions for what President Biden described as war crimes in Ukraine.
1: Civilians executed in cold blood bodies dumped into mass
0: graves. New sanctions from the U.S. and European allies are targeting the largest banks
7: in Russia and family members of top government officials, including the adult children of Russian President Vladimir Putin. Fox's Jared Halpern, Russia denies committing war crimes. Sacramento police say at least five people fired guns in a mass shooting last weekend and that it was gang-related violence.
16: Six people were killed, 12 were injured. Police say more than 200 pictures, videos, and other pieces of evidence were being evaluated. So far our three people have been arrested in connection to the shooting, but none has been charged with actually opening fire.
7: Fox is Jessica Rosenthal. And on Wall Street, the Dow, the S&P 500, and the NASDAQ all closing in red territory. America is listening to Fox News.
0: Rogers Dabs Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. New Chevrolets, great pre owned vehicles, and excellent fleet department, all backed by an award winning service department. That's Rogers Dabs Chevrolet Cross Gates Brandon or RogersDabs.com.
20: This portion of Sports Talk Mississippi is sponsored by Coleman-Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman-Taylor today for all your transmission needs. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk.
11: Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk, Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come
1: down to Cock of the Walk.
9: I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent.
1: For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk.
16: It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The legislature accomplished a lot this year, approving the largest income tax in state history, teacher pay increases, medical marijuana, and more. One item that ended up on the chopping block was the extension of postpartum Medicaid coverage.
24: I just cannot reconcile the fact that I'm fighting in the Supreme Court uh, for the right to life, and yet I'm not fighting for children that are already here from their mothers.
16: Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman says the Senate will determine the issues that need more work and start planning hearings for this summer to get a jump start on the next session.
24: We have about five to six hundred of these uh, Medicaid births a a month. We're talking about five to seven thousand children. And a sick mother, who's already on Medicaid, this is not expansion of Medicaid, that's some, uh, some thing. And it's not something that if you had an abortion, for example, you'd be covered. None of that is in here. It's just talking about moms for longer than two months, taking care of those mothers so they take care of their children and go back to work.
13: Want a scratch off game with great odds and great prizes? Try Mega Money, the new $20 game from the Mississippi Lottery. Mega Money is packed with fun and loaded with prizes, starting at $40, plus the best odds ever to win $500. Mega Money even has 10 top prizes of $100,000. Play Mega Money by the Mississippi Lottery today, and have fun, y'all. Gambling
0: problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
16: A House Energy and Commerce subcommittee is holding a hearing to examine potential price gouging by oil companies. Testifying remotely, ExxonMobil CEO Darren Woods says their companies don't control the price of oil.
12: Unfortunately, there's no quick fix. But in the near term, the answer is straightforward. If we want to reduce prices, we need to increase supply.
16: Republicans argue that anti-fossil fuel policies by Democrats have slowed production. Don Redman with AAA Mississippi, told us that they have looked into price gouging claims in the past.
23: The only time we've had to look at some of those allegations were typically where we see them in terms of after a natural disaster. You know, After Hurricane Katrina, we right. had reports of gouging after uh, Hurricane Ivan. And, and we explore some of those, but we usually rely on the state attorney general in Mississippi to uh, explore those claims.
16: He says it's rare that gas stations are involved in profiteering. In most cases, prices are the result of fundamentals in the market.
14: Here in C Country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers where Blazing Fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a super phone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to C country. It's just like the rest of the country only a few steps ahead. Hey folks, Steve Azar thrilled to announce our
10: second annual Mockingbird Songwriters Music Festival on the farm in Leland, Mississippi at the very cool Janet Dunley. It's April 8th and April 9th, I'll be bringing in over a dozen of my hit songwriting pals from Music City, telling the stories behind the hits. We'll have the food trucks, you bring the blankets and the lawn chairs, and kids under 12 are free. If you haven't ever seen or heard a songwriter bear their heart and soul, well, then you haven't heard the hit song at all. Go to Mockingbird2022.eventbrite.com to get your tickets.
13: Yano here with a special invitation to join us weekday mornings 6 9. Breaking news, quick shots,
1: analysis, all right here on Talk Jackson 97.3.
2: Wednesday afternoon with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, 4 o'clock hour. Glad to be with you in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borky, and a guest joins us right now on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favrates.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. On Saturday afternoon, Southern Miss put a stamp on its spring practice with the black and gold game Will Hall, head coach of the Golden Eagles, joins us uh, right now. A lot of good going on around Southern Miss. Will, it was a huge weekend on campus. Uh, you guys having the black and gold weekend? Baseball setting an all-time weekend attendance record. Obviously, a big win for the baseball program last night as well. A lot of a uh, lot of fun stuff happening in Hattiesburg right now.
8: Yeah, it really is, guys. You know, obviously that was a huge win for us last night. Can't say enough about. It. You know, Scott Barry and the type of human being he is. I got to know Coach Barry when I was coming out of high school. He signed two of my best friends uh in my life still to this day to go play for him at Meridian Community College and then of course they played for him there and he still keeps in contact with them and he and they still love him and that's what coaching's all about, is those relationships and that's what we're doing here at Southern Miss. Uh, you know, across the board. We've got a great leader in Jeremy McLean, who's a Mississippi guy from the from the great big city of Holka, Mississippi, baby. There you go, and uh, <laughs> so fired up for Coach Barry and our baseball team, and uh, our whole athletics program is really on the rise.
2: Well, I, I've made jokes about the uh, the thirteen months that spring practice lasted this year. I mean, it felt like you really stretched things out, but I, I think there was some method to your madness. So when you were laying out the the schedule and the plan for the spring. What were you trying to accomplish by, by, one, stretching it out, but then, two, just kind of big picture, going into, into your second spring, what were you trying to accomplish?
8: Yeah, well, I mean, first off, why wouldn't you? You know, I mean, what, what is there better to be doing right now than that? And uh, so we take a very Alabama-Georgia-like model with spring practice. We want to practice three days a week. Uh, we go every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So that there's off days in between where you can really meet and lift and really have football school, if you will, and really teach these kids how we want to play schematically, how we want to handle situations, and it's not rushed. And so, um, so we and plus we want to be extremely physical, Richard. You know, we want to get after each other, and so we practice three times a week, and we had some breaks in between. We had a Mardi Gras break. And we also had a spring break, so we were able to really be physical, <laughs> bang each other up, and, uh, and step away and get healthy. And it was great. You know, we inherited a program that only had 62 scholarship kids, so we were, we were really down in numbers. Uh, that's the hand we were dealt. We played it to the best of our ability. Because of that, we enrolled 26 kids at midyear and really, really improved our roster. And that was another reason that added to it was we really wanted to take our time and, and really uh, integrate these newcomers into our program, and really teach them how we do things and how we want to roll. And I think it was good because we had no serious injuries. I think seen, we're reaping the rewards of our strength program now after being here for a full year. But also the way we did spring, you know, we never uh, never overstressed them, you know, by going consecutive days. So it was really, really productive.
2: Will, you said something a second ago, and it's still a little mind boggling. Because 10 years ago, if you had said what you said, people would have looked at you like you had three heads on top of your shoulders, 26 mid-year enrollees. And yet when you look across college football, it's happening all over the place. Now, there you can't do that many every year. But because of what you had in terms of roster spots available, you're able to do that, and it's almost like you get, what, 14, 15 bonus practices with those guys.
8: That's right. And, you know, It should never happen if you've got a program in place with a solid foundation, that's what we're building here. So we don't expect that to ever happen again. It's something me and my staff are used to because we're small college guys. And that you're always working. We've been working the transfer portal for years. You know, when you're at D2, (laughs) you're taking kids that are D1 and FCS transfers all the time. So we're used to kind of recruiting like this. It's been an advantage for us, but uh, we would – certainly not want to be in this position moving forward, and we don't think that we will be.
18: You know,
2: I, I want to ask you something, and and you've always shot really straight with me, and, and, and I know you will here. I'm curious if there was a moment during last season where you got discouraged. And, and I ask that because you <laughs> came in with so much energy, and, and you were just selling the heck out of the program and trying to get your plan in place – and then it got really hard, and, and the injury bug hit you guys super hard last year. Now, now you, you never really let that on publicly, but, but I'm wondering if privately if, if there were some moments where you just kind of stepped back and shook your head and were a little discouraged.
8: Well, I want to say this. From the moment we took this job, we promised everyone that we would not do anything. We would not make any decisions in the short term mm. that would hamper – the ultimate ceiling and, and you know, the growth of this program and where we wanted to get it back to. We've not shied away. We want to be the best group of five program in the country, and we think we can be that. Because of that, you know, we could have taken some guys last year and pushed them forward in recruiting, and our roster would have been better in year one. Those kids would not have been as talented than what we were able to sign in this recruiting class, and we would have had less spots available to take in this recruiting class. This recruiting class was rated the top overall class, you know, at the group of five level, you know, depending on how you look at it and rank it. But we, we got a lot of credit for this class, and it was an unbelievable class. So we didn't take any shortcuts. Because of that, we knew year one could be tough if we suffered some injuries because, Richard, we, we had a 62 scholarship kid. That's like, yeah. you know – Normally you're at 85 when well it was a COVID year, so everybody's playing with between 95 and 100 scholarships. You know, I tell people all the time, Taylorsville High School's got an unbelievable football program year in and year out at the 1A, 2A level. But if they had to play 6A every year, it would get tough sometimes. They just no don't doubt. have the numbers everybody else does. But did I get discouraged? Yes. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm not a loser. I'm not used to losing. I've won my whole life. One thing I'm extremely proud of is we're a program that's deep-rooted in what we believe and our values, and we never – you know, I believe when tough times come, if you're a real leader and a real man, you hold on even firmer to what you believe in and what you think matters, and we squeezed even tighter and we made it through, and I think we're better because of it right now.
2: You won a game this past season without a quarterback – I'm assuming you would not like to have to do that again. Tell me about quarterback play in spring camp.
8: Well, we actually won two games without a quarterback. Okay, which Dad forgive is, me. who's done a lot of football, yeah, uh, thought was a modern miracle. No, we wouldn't <laughs> want to do that again. Uh, we don't think we'll have to. We've recruited extremely well at the quarterback position. Spring ball was good. Uh, the, the, the top two guys are two. Really, really talented young man that Mississippi people will know. Ty Keys from Taylorsville, red-shirted because he got hurt after playing four games. Had a phenomenal spring. He's out in the forefront right now. Uh, over the last two weeks of spring, he was probably the best player on the field. And then we got another young man named Zach Wilkie from Hernando, Mississippi. Uh, was the top quarterback in the state of Mississippi this past year. Heavily recruited kid. Uh, he should be a high school senior right now, but he early enrolled. You can see the talent. Both of them have that it factor. They were multi-sport athletes in high school. That were great players. So we've got two young guys. We're going to be young at quarterback, but we're young and talented, and uh, we're recruiting really well. We've got one committed right now, and, and looking to add another. So, uh, but the, but those are the top two, you know, moving forward.
2: All right, Will, so you got the job, you had to build a staff, you're trying to figure out how you're going to piece it together with scholarship limitations, you go through a season, you go straight into recruiting, you go straight into spring ball. Is this finally the time where you get to step back and pause and take a breath and relax just for a minute? And and if so, what are you going to do?
8: (laughs) Well, not really so much. I will say that after you get through the first year, everybody understands – you know, how Will Hall wants it to look within this building. So there's a little less conversation that has to be had. Uh Look, uh, we're embarrassed about how we played last year. You know, that that, that hurt us. That hurt a lot. of That's not what Southern Miss is about. You know, Southern Miss is the winningest FBS football program in this great state. Uh, it matters to us here. It matters to me to be the head coach here and to represent the people of this state and the people of Southern Miss the right way. So, uh, we feel really good about where we're at, Richard. We're coming. We're going to get it there. Uh, we don't shy away from uh, the expectations, but so no, I wouldn't say you know things are, I, come uh, on. Now, I
2: thought I was <laughs> going to get some turkey hunting or some crappie fishing, or yeah, we're going to the beach for a couple of weeks or something. I do just like to keep on to grinding. I do
8: like to go to the beach. I don't. I can't sit still enough to turkey hunt. You know. <laughs> there you go. Hey, one thing I do want to tell you though that a lot of people don't know: in 15 months of being here and recruiting. We've signed 36 kids that played high school football in the state of Mississippi. And that's whether that's out of high school, out of the portal, or out of junior college, we are getting back to our roots and recruiting this state. And uh, And they're all highly recruited kids that had a lot of options. So we're, we're excited about the relationships we've built and getting back to what works here.
2: Good for you. We love seeing a, uh, a Mississippi kid who's turned into a Mississippi man and a Mississippi head coach doing well uh, also, and uh, can't wait to watch you this season. Well, thanks as always for your time. We'll catch up with you soon. I
8: right. Appreciate it, guys. To the top.
2: Will Hall, head coach at Southern Miss, joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. We will be
4: right back.
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. Traffic's moving smooth, no accidents or breakdowns to report 220, 55, and 20. Not a problem. If you see any traffic issues, be sure to contact your local law enforcement. This traffic brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, the place to refinance your auto loan, home loan, or apply for a low-interest signature loan i
25: Last month, we gave you some of our biggest and best deals ever, but in April, Ridgeland Mitsubishi is determined to give you even more. We're giving you more selection to choose from, more affordable payments, and more savings than ever before. Get here now to take advantage of these amazing offers. Pay only two forty nine dollars per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirages. Want more? The Mirage averages a whopping 40 miles per gallon. That's right. Only two forty nine dollars per month and get huge savings on gas. Still want more? Then don't forget about Ridgeland Mitsubishi's new Lifetime powertrain Warranty. That's right. A Lifetime powertrain Warranty. Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Com. And we'll give you more for your old vehicle, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So bring your trade in today, and remember, you are approved. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. With all of this, who could ask for more? RidgelandMitsubishi.com. This is the opportunity you've been waiting for. So get to Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today, or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We'll approve to deal for details. Hey.
1: yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Come on, Super Talk Mississippi. Check this out. Are you ready? Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi.
2: Good chat with Will Hall and Coach at Southern Miss. A lot of Jimmy Buffett fans. These college football coaches Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. That seems to be the theme for uh, spring practice this year. Something like that. That was—I I told you a couple of weeks ago—that was the tour name
3: a few years. Yeah, ago. yeah, I know, I know. You, you know, so. he, he's—they're all coach speaky. I mean, that's why they're coaches. But I, I, I hear people in our business to often talk about how they don't get anything out of spring practice. That may be true. Will Hall seems to get stuff out of spring practice.
4: Yeah. He seems to think this time is extremely important. Also, good luck having a conversation with him and then not wanting to go out and like hit something. Gotta get you, you fired. You, you off, felt man. motivated? Well, he's talking about like being a man and I'm just like, okay. You're pushing the right buttons for me, Coach. I just—I'll be honest with you. We need to get you in. Show, we need to get you in a full football uniform, hey, Uh Uh-uh, not again. What do you yeah. mean, not again? I did. It just popped up in my memories, my Facebook memories. That was nine years ago. We had the alumni football game at my high school, and I hurt for a solid five months after that. So no. Never, never, if they had old.
2: another alumni football game, like next next spring, ah, that's I, too far off. Let's say they were going to do it this summer. They were going to do it in July.
4: I uh, played football in July, as hot as it is. You okay, were better off with next gonna, spring.
2: Let's say it's going to be in January, and they had okay. an alumni football game at St. Al. Would you sign up and do it all over again? <sighs>
4: I mean, it's been nine years, so I was thirty-eight when that happened, thirty-seven, something like that, and I was—I—I I, I mean, I, I was in a lot of pain afterwards. I—I I, I would think about it. My first thought, my first inclination is no. Okay.
2: Was it full-on tackle? To oh yeah, the we ground, played full, the whole deal.
4: We played a full game. Was it alumni versus alumni? Yeah, they split us up sort of old versus young. So we were playing a bunch of thirty and twenty year olds. Hmm. Did you win? The oldest, the, the, we tied. Uh, the oldest <laughs> guy on the uh, the oldest guy on our team, I think, was in his fifties, like class of seventy eight at the time. Does anybody else do that? I don't know. I don't know. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. Especially being out there on the field. So, so, did you guys,
2: tell me, did you guys just like show up one day and then you played that night, or did you go through, you know, three or four practices
4: or a week's worth we of practices? We had one, play? we had one, one night practice. We practiced on Friday and then Saturday we played the game. And not everybody was at the practice on on Friday. I had, we had some guys show up on Saturday and just played.
2: So, were you like drawing up plays, or did people remember
4: your plays from high school? We we had we had some some old plays from high school for sure, but we the most part it was just QB was in the huddle like you run this, you run this, or you know we're gonna run a sweep or whatever. Hmm. It was fun.
2: It's like I, I'm I'm thinking through the idea, Borky. If if your high school put out the um, put out the the clarion call, hey, we're gonna have an alumni football game, would you participate? Probably.
3: You, I mean, I, I did so charity did bowl in college. In your, in your yeah, but background. I played the next season anyway. That's and true. then I played two charity bowls in college, actually. Okay. That was a lot of fun. One of them, a lot of drinks were consumed during the game. Made it less <laughs> fun afterwards. But Oh, jeez.
4: We didn't do that. No.
3: I think we won both, too, if I remember correctly.
4: I just remember... I was in a lot of pain the next day. I mean, the drive back to Starkville was no fun. My wife drove back, and you know, I just sort of, I just sort of laid in the seat. But I was okay a couple of days later. And then one morning, I woke up and I had a massive crick in my neck, and it didn't go away for about three months. (laughs) Like I was, I was driving. If you're watching Super Talk TV, here we go. I was driving. I had to turn my whole body if I wanted to look out, look up behind me. I had to turn the whole body. Couldn't just turn my head. Was this a fundraiser of some kind or just for fun? Yes. Yeah, it was a fundraiser. It was a fundraiser. So, okay. I know we had one guy tore his quad, one guy oh. tore an Achilles, and another guy uh, broke his finger. All on the old team too. We were all the old guys got beat up.
2: <laughs> we get some messages on the ceasefire text line. Belmont oh, High I, School has done it a few times against rival schools. Okay.
4: And Technically, I guess they're in, You know, they're still sort of playing. Ben Brown will be playing pro football soon, and Drake Dorbeck from Southern Miss. I, if you told me they're on the young team, absolutely not. I'm not blocking either one of those guys. I'm not going up against either one of those guys. No chance.
2: Stewart says, last time I played flag football, I tore my Achilles. So perhaps he's not signing up for a high school yeah. alumni game. <laughs> it's just, it's,
4: yeah. But, to bring it full circle, Will Hall could maybe talk me into playing into it. Yeah,
3: no, you're right.
2: I'm just trying to think if, like, if you put that out for for my high school, I I, I went to Oxford High School. How many guys would yeah. sign up to come back and play in an alumni game?
4: Would you? Sure. Sure. See, you're the, you're the QB I'm, though.
2: I'm bigger not, now than I was when I played high school. You're football.
4: not. You're going to be taking the beating that I did. I did on the offensive line.
2: Yeah. I was trying to think of the guys that I played with. How many would come back and play? And how many would you want to come back and play? Yeah. There, there, there's some that would just say absolutely not. There's some would be you would be like, uh, are we sure we want to send them an invitation? <laughs> they, they might think the same thing about me when it's all said and done. I, I, I don't know. So, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have to talk to Chris Cutcliffe and, uh, and see if that's anything in terms of a, uh, a fundraiser at Oxford High. There you go. I got a buddy that's two years older than me that listens to the show. He says he's out, and I've lost my mind. <laughs> he's already out. <laughs> you know what though? I wouldn't want to block my man. Nah, he's former I, offensive lineman, and I remember. And, go ahead. He's a, he's a little bigger than he was when we graduated high school. Same here. But he's still, he's
4: still a big boy, he's still yeah. kind of barrel chested too. So we're we're warming. You know, the first the practice Love we just slow. sort of, we just uh, you know we just sort of ran through things it was like a walkthrough more than anything else. So the next day we're we're, we're practice, you know, we're, we're doing stuff before the game, we're warming up, I guess. And uh, one of my one of my classmates is playing linebacker, and he's sort of over me. And I was like, Jason, on this play, let's hit each other like we're going to hit each other. And so it was, you know, wake us up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we, we I fired out, and he came up and gave me a pop. And you hear that sound of, of pads and helmet coming together that I hadn't heard in my ears in, you know, 20-some-odd years. And I just looked at him. I was like, what have we done? <laughs> like, like, we have made a terrible mistake. And he just looked at me. He's like, oh, Brian. Oh, hey, Dad. It's going to be a long night for us, buddy. Yeah. It was, too. It was fun. I I, did, I I say all that, and I make it sound so bad. I had a great time. It was great How to get out there with threw my threw up on the field? Nobody threw up on the field. We didn't have any of that. Some guys were still in pretty good shape. It was surprising. Yeah. It's incredible cool. the difference
3: between being in shape and being in football shape. Like one That's of,
4: a true thing.
3: One of the two charity bowls I played in, and this is only like two years removed from my senior year of, of high school. Uh, I, I was, when I really got big, The when the freshman 15 turned into the sophomore 50, so that was a rough day. But the first one, <laughs> I was still in pretty good shape. Like, I, I worked out relatively Regularly, I hadn't ballooned up yet. I gained some weight, but I still looked like me. And like five plays in, I'm playing linebacker, and it's like this sucks. I forgot how hard this was. Like I'd exercise regularly. Football shapes totally different than being in shape. Different deal. Totally different deal. Totally different. Yeah,
4: it is. Yeah, we beat Sigma
3: Nu in their own charity event. That sucks for them. Yeah just too bad. I hear you. They raised a lot of money, though. I'm sure they did. They also took that big fat L, too.
2: <laughs> this is, listen to him talking fraternity talking smack, smack all these years I later. It. I love it. Uh, C-Spire text line open to you, 601-879-4395. I'm just waiting for the text that says the uh, the older you get, the better you were. Um, I know. No. I'll be the first to tell you I wasn't any good. Kyle says, my first intramural game, first play kickoff, I went down and flattened the guy. Instinct from tackle football still there. I didn't mean to do it. Oh, man. Greg says he's heard that I was a great quarterback over at Oxford. Oh, Greg, I wish people wouldn't lie to you. I wish people wouldn't lie to you like that. So It was fun, though. It was a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, you can join us on the Ceasefire Spire text. We'll, we'll do a little more Masters conversation. We're going to get into some college football stuff as we uh, continue to roll through the show this afternoon. Always like when it takes a turn for the uh, the kind of lighthearted. Yeah. Hey Dad suggested yesterday when when we were all talking that we um we needed to make baseball picks. Do we need to do that? I think so. Do you know enough about the teams in Major League Baseball no. to? I mean, you're just gonna pick. You're just gonna pick I'll the Dodgers okay. to win it all, right, Eda?
4: Unfortunately,
11: unfortunately, Sports Talk Mississippi will be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint cutting coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today a 60% chance of showers and thunderstorms, high near 81. Tonight a 30% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 46. For Thursday, sunny skies, high near 69 degrees. And for your finally Friday, sunny conditions, high near 65. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
0: Here's Flint from Coleman-Taylor Transmissions. So something that we've done
5: over the last few years, we went up to a base warranty of a two-year 24,000. So no matter what, you're going to get a base warranty of a two-year 24,000. We feel that's a little higher than the industry standard. And if you have a failure, I'm the one you talk to. You don't call a 1-800 number. You call me, and I deal with it.
0: Remember, free towing on major repairs. Call Coleman-Taylor Transmissions today at 601-355-8526 or go to ColemanTaylorJacksonMS.com.
12: Megadeth, Lamb of God, with special guests, Trivium and In Flames, Saturday, April 16th, Brandon Amphitheater. Metal's biggest artists share the stage for one epic night. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Produced by Red Mountain Entertainment, Megadeth, Lamb of God, with special guests, Trivium, and In Flames.
26: What do your customers expect from you? Consistency, reliability, a healthy place for them to frequent, and fantastic customer satisfaction? That's the same thing you deserve, and you'll get it from Jenny King, the king of clean. We currently clean and disinfect over 350 businesses, buildings, healthcare facilities, schools, and offices here in the Jackson area. With a 99.99% customer satisfaction success rate. Plus, our average customer retention rate is eight years. For your clean and healthy building, go to jannykingcleans.com. That's jannykingcleans.com
25: now.
17: King, the king.
25: Last month, we gave you some of our biggest and best deals ever, but in April, Ridgeland Mitsubishi is determined to give you even more. We're giving you more selection to choose from, more affordable payments, and more savings than ever before. Get here now to take advantage of these amazing offers. Pay only $249 per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirages. Want more? The Mirage averages a whopping 40 miles per gallon. That's right. Only $249 per month and get huge savings on gas. Still want more? Then don't forget about Ridgeland Mitsubishi's new lifetime powertrain warranty. That's right. A lifetime powertrain warranty. Mitsubishi. And we'll give you more for your old vehicle, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So bring your trade in today, and remember, you are approved. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. With all of this, who could ask for more? RidgelandMitsubishi.com. This is the opportunity you've been waiting for. So get to Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We'll approved credit, to deal for details.
16: It's Lisa Arbuckle and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The legislature accomplished a lot this year, approving the largest income tax in state history, teacher pay increases, medical marijuana and more. One item that ended up on the chopping block was the extension of postpartum Medicaid coverage.
24: I just cannot reconcile the fact that I'm fighting in the Supreme Court uh, for the right to life and yet I'm not fighting for children that are already here from their mothers.
16: Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman says the Senate will determine the issues that need more work and start planning hearings for this summer to get a jump start on the next session.
24: We have about 500 to 600 of these uh, Medicaid births a, a month. We're talking about five to 7,000 children. And a sick mother who's already on Medicaid, this is not expansion of Medicaid, that's some, uh, some thing. And it's not something that if you had an abortion, for example, you'd be covered. None of that is in here. It's just talking about moms for longer than two months taking care of those mothers so they take care of their children and go back to work. Come
18: on! Are we gonna do this?
1: Back to Sports Talk, Mississippi. Keep
24: rolling. Three, two, one.
1: Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Thanks for being with us in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Good as always to be with you. Sports Talk Mississippi is brought to you in part by Visit Oxford, who reminds you that Double Decker is coming up soon. April 22nd and 23rd, 25th anniversary of the festival. Gets started on Friday. Bus tours on Friday afternoon. Music starts on Friday night at 6. The will consists. 49 Winchester, and then the headliner Brett Young on Saturday night. It all gets started on seven uh, at 7:30 on Saturday morning with the Spring Run. You can sign up to participate at DoubledeckerSpringRun.com. Festival opens at 10. Square Fair for the kids, Best Dressed Pet Contest, and then the music gets started on the main stage on North Lamar at 11 a.m. and it will run into Saturday night when the Revivalists close out the show, scheduled to take the stage at 8.30 on Saturday night. For a full schedule of activities, check them out online at visitoxfordms.com.
3: Glad to be with you. Can I ask you a question? You may. If I said, Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, what town, what SEC town, has a development That is financially backed by a Kremlin-tied Russian billionaire. What town would you think? (laughs) Which one did you guess?
4: I feel like Nashville is too obvious the answer. So I'm going to take that out. I'm going to go... College Station! I'm going to go go Gainesville. Oh, you're both wrong! Baton
3: Rouge is, is home of a... Uh, They're calling it a dorm in Bloomberg. In fairness to LSU, it is not a dorm. It is housing that is off-campus, that is not affiliated with the school, that generally students live in. It is not a dorm. It is a property. So that water is getting muddied in this article from Bloomberg. But Russian oligarch Viktor Vikelsberg, if I'm saying his name correctly is a multi-billionaire who has been sanctioned by the United States government, not for this conflict, oh, a few years ago when Russia also did some atrocities just a few years ago, is financially backing, or has financially backed uh, property in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That would have been my first, second, third, fourth, and fifth guesses, if you made me guess. (laughs) Huh?
2: That's good for a chuckle. On a on a, I can't even. This is going to feel like well, actually,
3: guy. Yeah. So should I just not? Probably shouldn't. Well, it depends on what you're well actually because this is absolutely true. Victor is invested in the property. I was going to say that that I
2: have a sneaking suspicion. That a number of college towns in the SEC and other spots all across the country unknowingly have many, many, many Russian investment dollars that are coming into their economy, like through real estate <laughs> investment trusts and, you know, equity funds that are handling building projects and real estate developments. I, I bet it's more than just Baton Rouge, but. First, there was the Children's Hospital, and then there was Russian oligarch money
3: in Red Stick. Here's some some of the article for what it's worth. Uh, He's worth $16.6 billion, by the way, directly tied to the Kremlin. Uh, Has been invested for more than five years in Arlington cottages and townhomes in Louisiana's capital city, which boasts the state's largest pool. Um, so okay. so yeah, there the, you go. Uh, the, the, the Lazy River deal, right? See, I think that's what? on campus. That's on this campus. Is, this is oh, something that's on campus. the on campus. There's an off campus. Okay. Yeah, this is oh, something wow. different. Uh, the Kelsberg, uh who's 64, was sanctioned by the United States in 2018. Um, and again, so he's been sanctioned twice now by our government. He is, quote, indirectly a minority <laughs> investor in this property, Hillary Marshall, a spokesman for the... Coastal Ridge Real Estate Partners, an investment firm overseeing 3.5 billion dollars of apartments and student housing, according to the uh, the company, the investment incurred in 2016, well before the sanctions were levied.
4: Well, if we see a bunch of Igor's and Borises coming on the basketball team, we'll know what's up. I mean, they've got
3: spots available.
4: They got got plenty of them.
3: At least it's not a children's hospital this time, you know. It, th- this is above board money. Now, well, sort of. The the, the investor kind of. is not above board, it, shady guy. But it's not like, as far as we know, this guy paid for recruits. So at least it's getting better. <sighs> yeah. I love this part of the article. A spokesman for Vikelsberg didn't respond to a request for comment. (laughs) I'm sure they've got more more important things to deal with right now, Bloomberg, but I appreciate the journalistic integrity. All right. You
2: may need a refresher in what the Major League Baseball playoffs will look like. It feels like it's kind of been a while. We had the new format this year. So 12 teams, not 10. The uh, six playoff teams in the American League, six in the national seed. The number one seed will be the best overall record. The number two seed will be the second best record among division winners. And then the third seed will be the third best division winner record. And then seeds four through six will be the best record uh, records among non-division winners or wildcard teams. The top two seeds get a bye to the division round. Four, uh, let's see, three will play six and four will play five in a best-of-three series to determine who is in the division round. So, what we're picking is three division winners and three wildcard teams in the American League and in the National League. Let's start on the National League side. The, uh, the National League East, that is the division that includes the Mets and the Braves and the Phillies and the Fish. Who you got winning the, uh, the NL East?
4: You know, if DeGrom and Scherzer were going to be healthy, I might say the Mets. And also but the Nationals, sorry. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, so give me the Braves to, to get the division again.
3: I'm with you, Braves in the NL East. Borky, is it 3-for-3 three three with the Braves? No, the Mets. Ooh. It's a long season. They'll get healthy eventually.
2: One would think, will, will the hole be too deep to dig out of at that point? National League Central Division winner: Cubs, Reds, Brewers, Pirates, Cardinals. Who you got,
3: Porky? You can go first here. The Brewers. Uh, shout out to the Biloxi Shuckers who yeah. send players up to the Brewers.
4: But yeah, Milwaukee. that's such a homer pick from my massive Brewers fan. Yeah, uh, Brew Michael Crew Orkey. But I'll take the Brew Crew as well. Yeah,
3: uh,
2: the Brewers will be a playoff team, but the Cardinals will win the division this year.
4: Storybook ending for Albert Pujols, huh? Best fans in baseball, man. That's what they Uh, say.
2: National League West, Arizona, Colorado, Los Angeles, San Diego, and San Francisco.
4: I got Dodger Blue
3: here. Anybody else?
4: The Dodgers and their fantasy team, yes, they'll win the division.
3: There were a lot more important things going on, so we didn't cover it, but how about the bizarre injury situation happening in San Diego? Oh, w- that was a weird story about not disclosing injuries, delaying surgery, stuff like that. Where it happened, how it happened—sounds familiar. If you're a Saints fan, yeah, it's uh, a little bit more sketchy than Mike Thomas, honestly. But anyway, Dodgers, Aud- yes, because how could you? Padres
4: dropped 150 million last year to finish four games under 500. Oof. Yeah, yeah.
2: All right, who are your three wild card teams in the NL?
4: The Mets. The Mets will do enough there. The Giants, the Giants could drop 17 losses off of last year and still win 90 games. Um, so they'll, they'll, they'll be good enough. And then uh, the Cardinals, so one from each division.
2: Which, by the way, is probably 10 games more than 90 games. Is probably 10 more than you would have predicted them to win last year. Easily. Yeah.
3: Braves-Giants cards.
2: Uh, I'll go Brewers because I did not have them winning the division. They will be a playoff team, and... The Giants and uh, I hate to go Mets, but I'll go Mets. Yeah. That just All makes
4: right. it just makes sense. Those are the best teams.
2: American League side of things, American League East. That is a murderers row division this year. When you look at the um when you look at the American League East, you're talking Baltimore, Boston, New York, Tampa, and Toronto. Who's winning that division?
4: going to say Boston. Nobody you are wrong! It. Well, you know what? I'll get back at you somehow. I mean, the Yankees will buy one eventually, right? Will they?
3: One would hope. Eventually.
4: Eventually. eventually.
3: Uh,
2: As much as it pains me, I'm going to pick the Blue Jays to win the division. They are young, thing. and they are good. good. I do think you're going to have three playoff teams out of the American League East. Yeah. Uh, quickly, yeah. AL Central champs, White Sox... Yeah. Cleveland, Detroit, Kansas City, Minnesota
4: White Sox only a decent team in that division Yep, they're good Yeah,
2: American League West, Astros, Angels, A's, Mariners, Rangers Hold on, let me get my trash can yeah. No surprises there? I guess we'll all go Astros to win the AL uh, West. Uh, We'll give you three American League wildcard teams when we come back from this break. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at Supertalk.fm and Supertalktv.com.
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. Traffic's moving smooth, no accidents or breakdowns to report 220, 55, and 20. Not a problem. If you see any traffic issues, be sure to contact your local law enforcement. This traffic brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union. The place to refinance your auto, loan, home loan, or apply for a low-interest signature
6: your loan. When you need an oil change, go see Central Mississippi's oil change specialist at Car Care Clinic Chetlew. Their 28-point full-service oil change is more than an oil change. You get peace of mind with premium motor oil, preventive maintenance to change, inspect, check, fill, and clean essential components of your vehicle, and upon request, interior vacuuming. Just drive in, stay in your car, and the job is done in just a few minutes. Plus, Car Care Clinic is COVID compliant. Car Care Clinic offers a 10% discount for women every Wednesday, and military, seniors, and all first responders every Thursday and they're your locally owned and operated AAA recommended repair shop in the Jackson Metro. An A-plus member of the Better Business Bureau with ASE certified mechanics. Car Care Clinic has been a trusted business for great service for over 45 years. Visit any of their convenient locations or go to cccjl.com for savings. Car Care Clinic. We want to change your oil, not your schedule.
12: Nobody cares
10: like the Car Care Clinic for your automobile.
0: Speaking to all men, if you're a stickler about your ride or your car looking just right, then why don't you take better care of yourself? Man Up MD is a concierge medical clinic, tailor-made for men of all ages. We offer convenient same-day appointments with personalized primary care and treatment plans designed for you to reclaim your energy and performance. Man Up MD can have you tuned up and ready for rocking down the highway. Check us out online at menshealthms.com. During the month of April, AARP Mississippi is providing you with tips to help prevent fraud so your money lives longer. They are shining a light on how you can protect yourself and your family from fraud with a telephone town hall and document shredding events. Learn more and sign up for free at aarp.org
19: ms. MTV is celebrating 40 years and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bond Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV turns 40, I still want my MTV exhibit and other monthly programs and events. Visit Grammy Museum MS.org. Tune in to Middays with Gerard Gibbert each weekday live from the Element Wealth Studios. Is retirement on your mind? Do you have a plan? Go to myelementwealth.com to find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees.
9: Tune in to Good Things with Me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
1: You're hearing Sports Talk, Mississippi.
20: What? What? This is so
1: awesome. On Super Talk, Mississippi.
3: All right, so I picked the, uh, the Blue Jays to win the
2: American League East. Hey, picked the Red Sox. Borky picked the Yankees. We were all on the White Sox train to win the AL Central. And uh, all three of us picked the Astros to win the American League West. So we got three wild card teams. Michael Borky, you are up first. Three American League wild card teams.
3: The so Los Angeles uh, Angels of Anaheim. Yep. And my guy, Shohei Otani who one of the talking heads on ESPN recently said he can't be the best player in baseball because he's just a pitcher. So, worldwide leader in sports, everybody. Who said that? Uh, It's uh, a a woman whose name I don't remember. I've never seen her before until the clip. Okay. Two more. Uh, Kansas City. Ooh. And the Devil Rays of St. Petersburg. (laughs) A team that
2: has not been the Devil Rays since Moby Dick was a minnow, uh, but when they the wear those throwback
3: jerseys, they look great.
2: Yeah. Hey, Dad. Three American
4: League wild card teams. Two from the East. I'll go with the Rays and the Blue Jays. There. Sorry. Richard. Okay. And
2: uh, you got the Yankees missing the playoffs altogether.
4: They they could miss the playoffs to be to be totally honest. Um. I don't know if the Mariners can win 90 games again, but let's, let's go with them. Let's I happens.
2: was really, really contemplating the Mariners. Um, Yankees and Rays out of the American League East. The Sox are
4: out. I, I wonder why. At least Man. I had the gumption to say that my rival is good. Yeah,
2: I just, when, when I look at that division, I think they're the fourth best team. For huh? Baltimore. Just... Sitting there, more, behind t- once more again. Is just the worst man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, history says this is a really bad pick, but I'll go go with the Angels. It's because they're so much fun. Like that—that's a team that needs to be in the playoffs. Mike Trout and Shohei Otani need to be in the playoffs. Major League Baseball needs those guys in the playoffs.
3: So I'll go Angels with the third. Man, I was leaning toward the Mariners. So, Forgive me, not ESPN. Look at me, whose uh, joke's on me for claiming it was. It was uh, Alana Rizzo from the MLB Network. Ooh. Said that uh, Shohei Otani cannot be the number one player in baseball because he's just a pitcher. If you're going to cover Major League Baseball for the Major League Baseball <laughs> Network, you should know that that's not all that's he tough.
4: does. That's a tough scene. Is that? She,
3: is she married
2: to... Anthony Rizzo? Uh no. No, 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 no. She's married to Justin Cole, whoever that is. Okay.
3: Fair yeah, enough. that that is quite the take quake though. I mean, that, that that is something right there. Uh, I can't wait to watch that. I mean, that that's the thing. Baseball, we talk about this often, doesn't grab me. And they need to do things that will grab people like me, a sports fan who doesn't live in a baseball town and doesn't have a baseball team, them grabbing people like me is good for them. Shohei Otani grabs people like me. Makes me want to watch Major League Baseball when he's on the field. She was on the MLB Network show High Heat
2: with Christopher Mad Dog Russo, who is, you know... she's That's who she said it to! She said it to I, Mad I Dog. know, and he sat there silent for like three whole seconds, which is not an insignificant a new record amount of time for, for Chris... Yeah. Mad
3: dog Russo to not
2: speak.
3: His rant the other day I saw about uh, how Mets fans are mad that they can't find the Apple TV app was an all timer. Basically, like, how stupid are you people? <laughs> it's not that
2: Matt
4: hard. can't be the best quarterback in this draft. He's just a runner.
3: <laughs> For some reason, I could say the same thing and it would not play, but him spending five minutes on you guys are idiots. It's not hard to download an app. Why is that hard for you to download an app? He said people are going to call, or would be calling Francesa complaining the entire show. Why can't I watch the Mets? It's on an app, you idiots. Like, that's not funny when I say it, but when Mad Dog says it, it's five minutes and it goes viral. It's unbelievable. There you go. I don't think
16: Otani can be number one. I don't think Otani can be number one because he's a pitcher.
12: I, mean, I, know he plays, I know I know
4: Do you know? Do you?
2: Oh me, he is uh, he is the national treasure. Christopher Mad Dog Russo. It's still funny listening to him come on the air when he's
12: like That's how I I I
2: I, 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 I. Except he draws it out a whole lot. More. What if I started coming on Sports Talk Mississippi like that every day? Please don't. Would be something. It would be something. Like Cowherd happened one time.
3: Ah, that's how he starts every show. I mean, you you get a little show starting signature.
4: I'm just gonna burp into the microphone. Yeah, how say, about that? That that'll be my need signature. A, a shtick. Yeah. Yeah. Could, um, <laughs> I'm gonna
2: you know, kill a beer Rob, before the Williams, show starts. Good morning, just... uh, good morning, Vietnam. Good, good afternoon, Mississippi. Yeah, there we go. We're, we're workshopping this year. I like it. College football fix. We'll workshop that when we come back. That is how we will begin the five o'clock hour.
1: The, the Mandela, Talk
7: Mississippi, Powered by your the treatment treatment Professionals at 601 345 Fox News, I'm Steve Rappaport. The Justice Department charging a Russian oligarch with violating sanctions imposed for the invasion of Ukraine. Attorney General Merrick Garland announcing the indictment of Konstantin Malafev at a news conference. After
25: being sanctioned by the United States, Malefev attempted to evade the sanctions. By using co-conspirators to surreptitiously acquire and run media outlets
7: across Europe. The department later announced Garland has COVID-19, but he's not experiencing any symptoms. A federal judge acquits a man who entered the U.S. Capitol building during last year's deadly riot. Matthew Martin had all the charges against him thrown out. U.S. District Judge Trevor McFadden
1: gave a verdict after hearing testimony without a jury present. Martin has not denied entering the Capitol on January 6th, but testified it was a police officer that
7: waved him into the building. Fox's Gernal Scott. America is listening to Fox News.
13: This Fox News update has been brought to you by Tico's Steakhouse.
2: along with takeout.
22: Call today or stop in to experience Tico's and the second generation.
9: Tico's Steakhouse, East
11: County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030.
19: Smith Marine has killer boat deals on sale now, featuring Crest Pontoons and Suzuki Motors, offering thousands of new boats right now along with Suzuki Specials. This is the best time to buy your new or used boat.
22: You'll never find a better deal. Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive, Main Harbor Marina in Ridgeland. I'm J.T. Mitchell and this is Supertalk Mississippi News. And what's been a historical session is finally over. One of the last items lawmakers had to take care of prior to returning home was the passage of a new state budget. Senate Appropriations Chairman Briggs Hobson broke down the final fiscal year 2023 state budget to all politics.
21: Uh, the final budget's a little under $6.3 billion in general funds. Uh, we had significant uh, uh, capital expense uh, investment in the state. And as part of that, you've got a few hundred million dollars that we want roads and bridges. Uh, obviously, we did not uh, take any debt, or we didn't create any debt for the state. We took care of projects that typically have been financed or, or created by uh, taking on debt, this year we took no debt on for the state.
22: On top of that, the nearly $6.3 billion budget will include a new computer system for DHS, improvements for corrections, as well as significant investments in the state's public school system. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and this is Super Talk Mississippi News. You may have heard of the new Omicron subvariant variant BA.2. Now it looks like there's another variant called XE. Linda Schmidt with the full story.
17: As of late March, more than 600 cases of the new COVID variant XE
15: had been detected in the United Kingdom. I'm not seeing any data that suggests that it's more severe, but there haven't been enough cases probably for us to really know how it's going to play out. Dr. Danielle Lompad is with the NYU School of Global Public Health. It's unclear right now whether it's going to be important in terms of a widespread transmission. And so it's just something
20: that we're going to have to keep an eye on.
17: What is spreading quickly is the Omicron subvariant BA2. Millions in Shanghai, China lined up for COVID testing this week. And an ongoing lockdown has confined about 26 million people to their
22: homes. This has been Super Talk Mississippi News.
23: Hello, I'm Will Noble from Moirhead, Mississippi. I'm proud to be a catfish farmer. And being selected as Mississippi's Catfish Farmer of the Year means a lot to me. I pride myself in raising healthy fish for you to enjoy, and they were raised right here in America. So please make sure you and your family are receiving the best U.S. farm-raised catfish this message is brought to you by the catfish institute for more information visit uscatfish.com
14: here in c spire country the best network anywhere is all around you it's up on our towers where blazing fast 5g is turning your smartphone into a superphone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead.
25: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights, starting at 9 p.m. here on ninety-seven point three Super Talk Jackson.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi.
2: On this Wednesday afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at Supertalk.fm, Supertalktv.com. Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian Haydad, and you. Thanks for being with us in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, the home of the sports book at Timeout Lounge. Check them out online at Pearl A reminder: tomorrow we will be at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club at Pearl River Resort. Right outside of Philadelphia, would love to see you if you are in the area. Stop by, see us. We'll be on the uh, on the corner, the the veranda, the back porch corner of uh, Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. It'll be a little cool tomorrow afternoon. Hey, Dad told us that was quarter zip weather tomorrow, so that's what he'll be uh, he'll be rocking, ready to go. Uh, opening round of the Masters is going to be great. We will talk about all that's happening at Augusta. Opening day of Major League Baseball. That's going to be fun. We'll be rolling into another SEC Baseball weekend. Spring football all around. Fun time of the year. Fun time to be with you. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up. Ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. Time to unlimit your data with $45 unlimited only from prepaid by C Spire. Get unlimited on Ceasefire's nationwide 5G network. For just $45 with auto pay, no credit checks, no hidden fees. Learn more at ceasefire.com slash prepaid. Again, the number 601-879-4395. You can be a part of the conversation just like this. Richard, whenever you say something that only you think is funny, it's so cringe not hearing Dad or Borky laugh, and that makes me laugh. So, checkmate.
3: One way or the other, you know? If you're entertained, that's all that matters. That's literally all that we care about. Informed, entertained, or you thought about something. That's the goal of this show every day. It's our mission statement that I just came up with on the spot. Can
2: we inform you, entertain you, or make you think right now with the college football fix? Yeah, we'll try.
18: How about that segue? Nailed it.
2: College football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. If you have not gotten behind the wheel, the 2022 Ford F-150, well, you're doing yourself a bit of a disservice. I understand that they're a little difficult to find, but... Check out your local Mississippi Ford dealer. There's a reason that the F-150 is the best-selling truck in America for 45 straight years. Get behind the wheel of one today at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. We started this yesterday with Ole Miss and with Mississippi State. Hey, Dad didn't entirely understand the exercise. I said, hey, what are the questions you want answered about Mississippi State football? And he started going on and on and on, and I said, time out? Hold on, wait a second. This spring. What do you want to know the answer to this spring? And ultimately, had settled on offensive line questions. We talked a little bit about it with Ole Miss. A lot of different directions you could go. Borky said linebackers was what he wanted an answer for for Ole Miss in the spring after losing Chance Campbell and Mark Robinson. I suggested that uh, perhaps uh, an edge rusher, is what Ole Miss would like to have an answer for coming out of spring ball post-Sam Williams after setting a school record for sacks in a single season. Let's broaden it out beyond just the state of Mississippi in the SEC. And instead of going team by team, let's cherry-pick teams. We'll just kind of go around the horn. Give me one team that... You have a question about that you would love to know an answer to or for by the time spring practice comes to an end. Go first, Borky. You look like you're ready to jump. I was ready to do all 14.
3: So uh, how about Alabama? Uh, Alabama. Even Nick Saban's Alabama is not perfect. They're pretty close, but they're not perfect wide receiver. Now, it's a really high standard, but you saw what happened to Alabama with a couple of injuries at wide receiver in the national championship game. I mean, You had them going into the game, and then one happened in the game, and suddenly they couldn't move the football. Now, it was against the best defense maybe that college football has ever seen, but that's the standard in which they are held. Does Alabama have that next crop of wide receivers? Because it's not fair to judge them based on one game getting thrown into the fire against Georgia – the audition wasn't a very good one. So will this be a, a group that actually does, for the first time in Nick Saban's history, take a step backwards with how they've recruited? Or who will be that next wide receiver that Alabama has mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. just churned out lately? And also,
2: will another Jamison Williams pop up in the transfer portal that's a surprise to everybody that Alabama goes, Yep, please, thank you, we'll take him.
3: Yeah, That'll let's... be just good. Just right. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Hey,
2: Dad. Pick one. Pick a card, pick a card, pick a card, any card.
3: Nobody laughed.
2: It's cringe. I'm sure. Go ahead.
0: You're just awful.
3: In fairness, uh, uh, I have to deliberately turn my microphone on, and sometimes I laugh without turning the mic on. The, the other two guys, their mics are always on. Mine has to go on and off because I'm doing, you know, you don't want to hear this all show. So i got to keep my mic off.
4: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Kirby Smart today talked a little bit about depth. And he said, you know, he doesn't know that he has the depth that he had a year ago. So, I mean, that's, that's a good question for Georgia. They replace so much. And now you have the burden of being the hunted and not the hunter. So how do they, how do they react to that? I don't know how much of that we can find out in the spring, but obviously the depth pieces we can. They got to rebuild that that defense. You know, so many guys headed to the NFL, all the top guys. Who are the new guys? Now, the good news, there's good news. A bunch of five star kids just sitting there waiting on their chance, but they got to deliver. You know, just because you're a five star doesn't mean you're great. You're going to be great. They got to find those guys. So Georgia and 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 do they how do they re, rebuild that defense which really carried them last year? How do they do it? That's that's a question I have. So
2: much conversation in the off season about Texas A&M's recruiting class number 1, you know, whether you want to go best class money can buy, whether you just want to say best class in the history of ranking recruiting classes. However it is, you you, you want to you want to phrase it. And and I get that ultimately we're not going to know until the fall. But I'm curious if, if Texas A&M is going to have a reasonably good idea with new defensive coordinator D.J. Durkin as to whether or not they're going to be really, really good on the defensive line. Because they were great on the defensive line, led my, uh, led by... Marvin Leal, last year, so good, and they lost all of those pieces up front on the defensive side, and so my guess is that when we get to SEC Media Days in Atlanta in July, that Texas A&M is going to be picked second in the West. Alabama's going to be picked to win the division because they're always picked to win the division. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Arkansas. Oh, I feel like I'm going out on a limb here. Are going to be some combination of 4, 5, and 6. And Auburn is so going to pretty, be picked
4: last in the pretty West. Pretty big limb.
2: Well, no, I mean, is Auburn actually going to be picked last in the West? This guy's
4: picking them last.
2: I believe they will. They They, they will be. I I think that's right. And so that leaves you LSU or Texas A&M at number two, and I think Texas A&M is going to be picked second in the West. But should they be? Because Texas A&M's got a question at quarterback. I mean, I know Haynes King, I know, right? I mean, for, for a game and a half, he was great, except for the fact that really for a game and a half, he wasn't all that great. He was good against a terrible team, and then he did not much against Colorado and then didn't play the rest of the way. What's your next
3: best option, though? Max Johnson? No, no, I'm not a quarterback. I mean, uh, what's your next best option in terms of who would finish second?
4: I'm voting Arkansas second, as we sit here today. I know they lost a lot, but I, I believe in that team. I believe in K.J. Jefferson. They have great coaches. I feel like they'll be good.
2: So my biggest question for Arkansas is it's a one person question. You remember the conversation that we had surrounding Ole Miss going into last season? Like the thing that we talked about over and over and over, and, and the answer to the question was, you can't replace him with one guy. You remember that?
23: Mm hmm.
2: Can Arkansas replace Traylon Burks with one guy? Because he was a receiver that had the ability to. Not only take the top off, but take over a game. And it's hard to take over a game
4: from the wide receiver position. They, were, they went to the transfer portal and got a couple of guys that they feel good about. so
2: We'll see. I don't know if that's the single biggest question for Arkansas, but it's one that jumps off the page at me. That or who's going to play defensive back. They had basically a mass exodus. They did have some guys leave there. But. Yeah. but hey, Dad believes in them and he thinks they're going to be the second best team in the West this year. I think they're a nine, nine and three kind of team. Ooh. That's your college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers.
5: from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. Traffic's moving smooth, no accidents or breakdowns to report 220, 55, and 20. Not a problem if you see any traffic issues, be sure to contact your local law enforcement. This traffic brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, the place to refinance your auto loan, home loan, or apply for a low interest signature.
9: When you need an oil change, go see Central Mississippi's oil change specialists at Car Care Clinic JetLube. Their 28-point full-service oil change is more than an oil change. You get peace of mind with premium motor oil, preventative maintenance to change, inspect, check, fill, and clean essential components of your vehicle, and upon request, interior vacuuming. Just drive in, stay in your car, and the job is done in just a few minutes. Plus, Car Care Clinic is COVID-compliant. Car Care Clinic offers a 10% discount for women every Wednesday, and military, seniors, and all first responders every Thursday and is your locally owned and operated AAA recommended repair shop in the Jackson Metro. An A-plus member of the Better Business Bureau with ASE certified mechanics. Car Care Clinic has been a trusted business for great service for over 45 years. Visit any of their convenient locations or go to cccjl.com for savings. Car Care Clinic. We want to change your oil, not your schedule. Nobody
10: cares like the Car Care Clinic for your automobile.
13: Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside and online to save on boat, RV and motorcycle batteries. For offer details and limitations, visit batteriesplus.com.
23: This is Joe Rooks. Create your own Gravely Zero Turn More Package and save big at Revelace Hardware and Revel Outdoor Power. Pick your Gravely More, pick your trailer
0: for as low as $97 a month. And for just $10 a month more, you can add a steel, trimmer, blower, and chainsaw. Plus, 0% interest. Revel is Mississippi's largest Gravely dealer, and that means great selection, savings, and service.
1: Learn more at reveloutdoor.com and Facebook. Revel and Gravely, brands you can trust. Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. From the flatlands of Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Every minute worth waiting for. Super Talk Mississippi.
2: through a mock draft in a while. Ty McShay released a new one yesterday at ESPN. He uh, has made predictions for the first two rounds, including five quarterbacks and 11 receivers in the first two rounds. He's got Aiden Hutchinson, the defensive end from Michigan, going number one overall to Jacksonville. Trayvon Walker, the defensive end from Georgia, going two to Detroit. He has shot up
4: draft board since the combine.
2: Big time, big time. I mean, do you remember a, a month ago, maybe when we looked at the last mock draft? He wasn't top ten, was he? No, not even close. That's where he is now. Um, nine and a half sacks across thirty six games, but McShay writes about his versatility and explosion. Number three to Houston, Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau's done this deal, right? Like, going into last season, people were talking about him as the potential number one overall pick, and then he fell way down. Like, there were teams that had him in the 20s, or or mock drafts that had him in the 20s. And now Todd McShay got him all the way back up at number three. Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver out of Ohio State, part of the reason that Jamison Williams ended up at Alabama, Number four to the Jets. Equinu, the offensive lineman out of NC State at five to the Giants. Kenny Pickett at six to Carolina. Mm-hmm. Kyle
3: Hamilton to the Giants at seven, the safety out of Notre Dame. I saw on Pickett to Carolina, I saw uh, an analyst earlier say it's going to be really hard for Matt Rule to explain to his team why the guy that they use their first round pick on has a slower release and a weaker arm than Sam Darnold.
21: whoa
2: (laughs) that's harsh right there that is a strong take not a hot take but a strong take yeah falcons at eight taking drake london the wide receiver out of usc another guy that's climbed
4: up draft boards mariota has got to throw it short to somebody
2: seattle going offensive line evan neal out of alabama Ahmad Garner, the corner uh, out of Cincinnati at 10 to the Jets. Source. Another wide receiver from Ohio State going to Washington at 11, Chris Olave.
3: I'd be shocked. It, of course, it could happen. I'd be shocked if Washington doesn't take a quarterback there.
2: I mean, unless they just really like somebody that they think they
3: can get later. But they're not going to be bad enough. I mean, they'll be in this position next year. Vikings taking Derek
2: Stingley Jr. out of LSU. Look, he may turn into the next Patrick Peterson. He may turn into a all-pro wide receiver. And he sure looked like it as a freshman. But, man, his last two years at LSU, incredibly disinterested.
4: I don't know. Ran a 4.37 today. I think. That's fast.
2: Yeah. Uh, Houston at number 13, taking Charles Cross from Mississippi State, the tradition of the Houston Texans taking Mississippi State players in the draft. <laughs> continuing.
4: They've, got a, they've had a few Bulldogs through the years.
2: Yeah, it's been good, right? I mean, got Bernard McKinney
3: a few
4: years ago. Mm-hmm. Jordan Thomas, uh, Martinez. Jordan Ron Thomas, the big Texas. tight end. Yeah. yeah.
3: Sounds like they believe in the quarterback there, too. Houston, I mean, it, Houston seems to be completely out of the quarterback race, and they should be. He Davis was good still. last year on a bad He's team. All
4: right. He's pretty good.
3: Uh, let's skip around a little bit. 16, the Saints.
2: Trevor Penning, offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa.
4: Got to replace Teron Armstead. Absolutely have to do that.
3: Yeah, and they, they pick again a couple picks later because of the trade We haven't talked Jets. about that
4: trade, yeah. Um,
3: yeah. I, Eagles, seen, Eagles. Did I say with Jets? The, yeah, we say Jets. With Eagles. Jets. Green, bad, same difference. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I've seen people say that... Obnoxious
4: fan bases, yeah.
3: Oh, they're not done. They're not done. They're going to package these picks and move up to go get somebody. And I thought, I I hope not. They they could be, but I hope not. Right now, they've got a very nice situation on their hands because they're cheap. They're cheap at quarterback. And they're decent there. Not great, but they're decent there. And, And he's cheap. Outside of Michael Thomas, you're cheap at wide receiver, and with your two first-round picks, you can get cheap at wide receiver and upgrade in talent. If you keep that pick at 16 and go offensive tackle, it's a position of need, and you can be cheap there. If you sign Tyron Matthew, who visited the other day, you're relatively cheap in the secondary. And suddenly, now you're in a really good financial situation going into next year and the year after. While you can get under the cap easily because they did it again, you can... You Do some of your cap magic and go after big-time free agents. Instead of using cap magic to get under it and keep your roster intact, you can maintain a level of being cheap at expensive positions, left tackle, quarterback, wide receiver, relatively speaking, safety, they're very cheap at right now, and go get guys. So don't package these picks and move up to draft Kenny Pickett or whatever. Jameis is fine. Pickett might bust. You know Jameis and what he is. Stay cheap, and next year's in free agency, and the year after that, use all of this wiggle room to go get better players that way instead of mortgaging the next couple of drafts to move up to get small hands picket.
2: Jamison Williams to Kansas City, torn ACL in the national championship game and all at 17. Obviously got to replace Tyreek Hill. Ceasefire text line. Seriously, Borky should be a GM. It makes sense. Yeah,
4: you would enjoy that job.
3: Oh, I'd love it. I don't know if that. I, I, I would have to hire a math guy.
4: I think <laughs> I that's what the Saints do are math. doing too. I think they're gonna they're gonna keep these picks and go.
2: Saints. How about this? Saints at nineteen, taking Georgia uh, Jordan Davis out of Georgia. Ooh, that's
4: interesting. I don't think. That, huh? Let's 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 improve the best defense in the league. Sure, let's do it.
3: I would bet if they keep the picks, it's offensive tackle wide receiver if I had to bet money.
4: Well, yeah, but you say that in this draft. Wilson, Olave, and uh, Williams off the board. That's too early for Mechie. Also Drake London off the board. I think he has them taking, if I read it right, I think he has him him taking Mechie in the second round.
2: That would be good value. Pittsburgh at 20, taking Malik Willis. Sure. N'Kobe Dean to New England at
4: 21. Oh, my gosh. What a prototypical Patriot player Nicobe Dean is. He'll play a decade there.
2: The aforementioned Traylon Burks from Arkansas at 23 to Arizona. Okay, never mind. Saints should take Traylon
4: Burks. I didn't realize he was still on the board.
2: Uh, Christian Watson, wide receiver out of North Dakota State to the Titans at 26. Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M to the Packers at 28. Desmond Ritter to the Detroit Lions, the quarterback out of Cincinnati at 32. If you're keeping score at home, that is three quarterbacks off the board in the first round, none named Matt Corral. And that's happening in more and more of these mock drafts. But let's just peek ahead to the second round. Where Todd McShay has Matt Corral slotted at number 40. So you're talking eight picks into the second round to Seattle. So there would be a yin and a yang, a suck and an awesome to Matt Corral going 40th. The suck is that he go, fell out of the first round and went 40th. The great part of it, the yang, the awesome, would be going to Seattle at 40.
3: Be a good spot for him, uh, for sure. I, I will bet wh- whatever you guys want to bet, I don't think you disagree with me, the third quarterback is not coming off the board in the final pick of the first round. Not happening. It will happen much sooner than that. Regardless of who it is. I'm not even saying Matt Crowley. No. The third quarterback will not come off the board at pick number 32. I I, I bet a lot on that.
2: Here's my question,
3: though. People have
2: fallen in love with Kenny Pickett. And the consensus seems to be that he is the first quarterback that will be taken. The skill set, the athleticism... Of Malik Willis has lots of teams intrigued by him. Look, I could, I slash we could all be proven so incredibly wrong on the Malik Willis deal. I don't see it though as a long-term successful NFL quarterback. Desmond Ritter. So the the question is, why has Matt Corral fallen? Into the second round on so many draft boards. Let's talk about that when we come back. See if we can pinpoint a reason. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com with you in the Pearl River Resort studios.
11: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today a 60% chance of showers and thunderstorms. High near 81. Tonight a 30% chance of rain. Mostly cloudy. Low around 46. For Thursday, sunny skies. High near 69 degrees. And for your finally Friday, sunny conditions. High near 65. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871.
6: When you need an oil change, go see Central Mississippi's oil change specialist at Car Care Clinic Chetloo. Their 28-point full-service oil change is more than an oil change. You get peace of mind with premium motor oil, preventive maintenance to change, inspect, check, fill, and clean essential components of your vehicle, and upon request, interior vacuuming. Just drive in, stay in your car, and the job is done in just a few minutes. Plus, Car Care Clinic is COVID-compliant. Car Care Clinic offers a 10% discount for women every Wednesday, and military, seniors, and all first responders every Thursday, and they're your locally owned and operated AAA-recommended repair shop in the Jackson Metro. An A-plus member of the Better Business Bureau with ASE-certified mechanics, Car Care Clinic has been a trusted business for great service for over 45 years. Visit any of their convenient locations, or go to cccjl.com for savings. Car Care Clinic, we want to change your oil, not your schedule.
10: Nobody cares like the Car Care Clinic for your automobile.
6: When
13: I got hurt on the field, I thought I was done playing sports. That all changed after my visit to Mississippi Sports Medicine. My super surgeon drew up the perfect game plan. It was my recovery and their game plan that proved a game winning combination. 20 physicians, 7 subspecialties, one focus. You, Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center.
22: I'm J.T. Mitchell, and this is Super Talk Mississippi News. And what's been a historical session is finally over. One of the last items lawmakers had to take care of prior to returning home was the passage of a new state budget. Senate Appropriations Chairman Briggs Hobson broke down the final fiscal year 2023 state budget to y'all politics.
21: Uh, the final budget's a little under $6.3 billion in general funds. Uh, we had significant uh, uh, capital expense uh, investment in the state. And as part of that, you've got a few hundred million dollars that will be on roads and bridges. Uh, obviously, we did not uh, take any debt, or we didn't create any debt for the state. We took care of projects that typically have been financed or, or created by taking on debt, this year we took no debt on for the state.
22: On top of that, the nearly $6.3 billion budget will include a new computer system for DHS, improvements for corrections, as well as significant investments in the state's public school system.
15: Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to PrimeShrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door.
19: Tune in to Middays with Gerard Gibbert each weekday, live from the Element Wealth Studios. Is retirement on your mind? Do you have a plan? Go to myelementwealth.com to find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees.
13: At Pearl River Resort Casino, we're keeping it real safe for our employees and guests.
15: Electrostatic Spray.
1: <laughs> get the news that matters to Mississippi on middays with Gerard Gibbert. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Each weekday starting at 10 a.m., Gerard brings you a spirited debate on the key stories of the day with the newsmakers and powerful reporting on the issues you care about. Listen on your local Super Talk station or anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. And watch the show live on C Spire Channel 70, Super Talk TV, and on the Super Talk Mississippi app. Sports Talk Mississippi continues.
3: All right, so the question on the board, why does it appear
2: that in most mock drafts, or at least many mock drafts, Matt Corral has fallen out of the first round? Adam Schefter, uh, um, I'm sorry, Todd McShay, in his most recent um, mock draft, which came out yesterday, had Corral going 40th, so eight picks into the second round to Seattle, and that was via a trade with Denver. So I think this is important to remember. right? Fans want to see their guy, and when they talk about his strengths, they're going to be glowing, and they're maybe going to kind of belittle the weaknesses a little bit. A draft analyst at NFL.com or NFL Network, they don't have a guy they're looking at a bunch of guys and they're trying to their job is to try to project where players are going to go i thought the strengths and weaknesses outlined by Lance Zerline at NFL Network as an analyst were pretty good his comp by the way for Matt Corral was Baker Mayfield oh Prospect grade for Matt Corral is 6.4. So the NFL Network has a a grading system with an 8 being a perfect prospect and a 5.5 as a priority undrafted free agent. So he's kind of a,
4: say what? Why 8? Why not 10 like everybody else would normally do? Yeah, I don't know.
2: So at 6.4, Matt Corral falls into the category of will become a good starter within two years. So that's a re- that's, that's not a terrible draft grade. So here's what they write the strengths are for Matt Corral. Competes hard and plays with an abundance of confidence. No argument there. Quicker processor and better decision maker in 2021. Completely agree. Hasty ball handling for quick game and RPOs. Hasty is an interesting word, but
4: okay. Yeah, I don't know what hasty means in that situation.
2: Impressive release quickness and he rips a tight spiral. Okay. Touch and fearlessness to work between leveled coverage. Generally patient. Allows routes to develop. Above average arm strength for a smaller quarterback. Twitched up hips to generate drive on window throws. Made a 60-yard throw without having his feet set against Alabama. Throws fluffy, well-placed deep ball when protected. Fluffy, they say.
6: It's fluffy.
2: Would rather take a sack than put the ball up for grabs. Which is... That's evolution for Matt Corral as a quarterback. Would have had significantly higher completion rate if not for excessive drops. Able to slip away from pressure, both elusive and combative, on called runs and scrambles. Those are the strengths for Matt Corral. Pretty extensive list. Pretty extensive list of weaknesses as well. Slender frame with size falling below the desired NFL mark. Nothing you can do about that. Too haphazard as a runner to sustain durability.
3: The boy's got to learn how to slide. As much as he doesn't want to... I mean, you don't go full Eli Manning, where if a defensive end gets free, you just sit down and end the play. (laughs) But, yeah, he he can't take the hits that he takes in that league. Um, Scouts
2: question whether he has the necessary maturity. Benefits from heavy play action and RPO looks. Needs to prove that he can become. uh, Sorry, go ahead. Say it's true. That's true. Yeah. Needs to prove he can become a full field reader. Uh, Weaknesses: babies and aims the short throw. This is all from Lance Arline on his full fledged analysis of Matt Corral. Deep ball needs to come out earlier for speedy NFL targets. Will take unnecessary chances against lingering safety help. Most of his interceptions were layups for the defender. That's actually interesting. If you think back through Matt Corral's re- uh, interceptions, not many of them this year, a bunch of them two years ago, it wasn't like a bunch of, holy cow, can you believe the corner made that play? Bad or did throat. you see where the safety came from? They were right. pretty easy picks. Poise and placement take a hit once his feet are moving, and he takes too long to leave the pocket and seek refuge under duress. Really? Yeah, that's what he says. All right, here's the last thing. A director of scouting for an AFC team told Lance Zerline at NFL.com, he doesn't have the physical advantages that Pickett or Willis have, but... He's a better pure quarterback than either of them.
3: That's a pretty comprehensive scouting report of Matt Corral. Yeah, there's a lot of people that do it really right. And to use your example, him falling in in other mocks, Haydat had a problem with it too, and rightfully so. Whatever Bruce Feldman put out was horrendous. It was garbage. It, It was and I like I, I like understand.
4: Bruce, exactly. Yeah.
3: Good guy. And you know how you can tell something's really bad when the praise that it gets is all about how hard the person worked on it and not how good it actually was? Did you notice that, hey, Dad? Yeah. A lot yeah. of the praise is, wow, Bruce really worked hard to put this together, not, wow, this was really well done. There's, there's a reason. Gotta be,
4: there's got to be somebody who reads that article and goes, hold on. Literally every mock draft has Charles Cross in the first 10 selections, 15 selections. How is he not in your first round? Who did the
3: first round? <laughs> and either was Corral, but I thought, he's...
4: I'll, I'll bet Bruce Feldman a year's salary that Charles Cross goes in the first round. Yeah, same here.
2: I got a message from a uh, from a buddy who's in football and has been for a long time. It says Corral's a
3: poor man's Patrick Mahomes. The style of play is similar. Yeah. The style of play is similar. Why he said poor man's Patrick
2: Mahomes? Right. He didn't say he's. I don't Patrick know that Mahomes. he
4: takes. I don't know that he takes the same amount of chances that Mahomes does. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, Maybe I, I like because
2: it. he doesn't have the same gun in his holster that, that that's true. Corral's got. Or that, uh, that Mahomes has. Well, I mean,
4: does. arm strength isn't the issue for Corral. That's that's not it at all. I don't know. I don't know. There are I, questions. I can see that, it, but I don't like it at the same time. They mentioned
3: maturity questions. And oh. that is interesting. Because... In some cases, it's fair. Now, has he changed a lot based on everything that everybody that's been around him has said about him since he arrived at Ole Miss? Absolutely. No question. But you got to understand the way that position is looked at. And Matt Corral's not always been the buttoned up golden boy. He had a fight with Gretzky's kid in high school. He was on TMZ. He's edgy. He uses bad words in interviews. He's got tattoos. In 2018, four years ago, he got in a fight on the field.
4: So I was about to ask, since that happened, has anything happened on or off the field to corral that you would just go, "What? that's a red flag?
3: There, there was a video that came out of him involved he in a shoved shuffle at a right? bar. Yeah. yeah, he shoved a guy yeah. in a bar. and Now, that was a while ago, but it still happened. Yeah. These teams expect their quarterbacks to be... Oh, they've, they've got a very nice wife, and they, you know, gets married right away, and they buy this nice house with a dog, and, and everything's just buttoned up and straight. And That's not Matt Corral. He's edgy. And he will always be edgy, even though he has apparently grown up a lot. And you can hear it when you, when you listen to him. Changed a lot. He became, instead of a, a headache, a culture setter in that program. Ole Miss won 10 games not because of his play at the back half of last year, because he set a culture there. That takes maturity. But it hadn't always been that way. And so when teams dig into his past a little bit, they're going to think, man, we're mortgaging a future of a billion-dollar franchise, in some cases a multi-billion-dollar franchise, into a guy who, on a college field, had his helmet off and was in a fight. And remember this. Remember this.
2: NFL teams are looking for reasons to not pick a quarterback as much as they are looking for reasons to pick a quarterback. That that's the way they look at this process. Okay, what are the reasons that I should not go down this road? And and you know, you you look at progression in his career and progression and maturity and all of those things, and they all factor in. But when they're putting black marks, they're going to put down the, the things that you've talked about as well, Borky. But listen to some of these comments on the ceasefire text line. Somebody no. says the same immaturity questions that plagued Chad Kelly. I'm not sure. No. That's, I don't no, think that's no, no. a fair comparison. I can't, I can't
4: agree with that. Even it's I can't just, get behind that. That's not a fair comparison. No.
2: He's Russell Wilson. Um, you mean slide like Pickett, that Bush League bum?
3: LOL. Pickett's no Bush League bum, but he he's got to slide. But he he didn't slide. He fakes it. He he cut. Yeah.
0: He maneuvered.
3: But those maturity questions, and it's I don't think it's entirely fair because you're allowed to change from when you're 18 to when you're 22. You're allowed to change and grow up and, and mature. I certainly did. And I still needed a lot of maturing to do before I got to this point. He's afforded that opportunity. Some NFL teams don't see it that way.
2: Seward says, what do you think about Derek Carr as a comp to Matt Corral?
3: It's a good comp. I think Corral's got more raw talent But Carr's had a really nice career. People slam him. He's had a nice NFL career.
2: He's had a good NFL career. No question. All right, we'll put a bow on it when we come back with you. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm.
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. An accident at Highway 80 past I-220 southbound has traffic backed up in all directions. Expect major delays in that area and the normal congestion at the stack. If you see a traffic problem, be sure to contact your local law enforcement. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers today at 601-353-5217.
0: It's Ford Truck Month. Now's the time to get a great deal on the only trucks built Ford Tough. Work or play, get after it in a new Ford F-150 or Super Duty truck. Get behind the wheel of a new Ford Maverick pickup. And get after any adventure with deals on Ford Ranger. Take advantage of our best offers on the full Ford lineup of trucks. But you better get going. These deals won't last. Get to Ford Truck Month. Let's
12: get out.
8: This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Callaway's has a large selection of fresh trees and shrubs. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2022 collections arriving. We offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformation. Let Callaway's turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tank is always a better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown Hall.
17: Calories is. Calories is. Everything for home and garden. That's what calories is.
13: Save the date, April 23rd, 2022, and let's ride in Greenwood, Mississippi. Ride begins and ends at the Greenwood LaFleur Airport and winds through the beautiful hills of Carroll County. During the Greenwood Gravel Grind, take the challenge 50K or 100K. Two routes, three rest stops, gravel hills, sag support, post-ride party. April 23rd in Greenwood. Sign up now at GreenwoodGravelGrind.com. Brought to you by the Greenwood LaFleur Chamber, Indian Cycle. Visit MS.com, Greenwood CVB, and Pepsi.
0: bridge builders people today could spend half their lives over 50 so it's important to keep your money protected as you get older that's why aarp mississippi is providing you with tips to help prevent fraud from con artists so your money lives longer during the month of april they are shining a light on how you can protect yourself and your family from fraud with a telephone town hall and document shredding events learn more and sign up for free at aarp.org ms
10: Hey folks, Steve Azar. Thrilled to announce our second annual Mockingbird Songwriters Music Festival on the farm in Leland, Mississippi at the very cool Janet Dunley. April 8 and April 9th, I'll be bringing in over a dozen of my hit songwriting pals from Music City telling the stories behind the hits. We'll have the food trucks, you bring the blankets and the lawn chairs, and kids under 12 are free. If you haven't ever seen or heard a songwriter bear their heart and soul, well then you haven't heard the hit song at all. Go to Mockingbird2022.eventbrite.com To get your tickets.
1: Go beyond the headlines on middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi.
21: Introducing to you
1: Sports Talk Mississippi.
23: Midnight Rambo. Did
2: you hear about the midnight Mississippi, streaming at Supertalk.fm and Supertalktv.com. Always good to be with you, and we're glad to be with you to wrap up this Wednesday afternoon. As well, Richard Cross, Michael Borke, and Brian Haydad. A couple of things that are on the horizon. We've told you that we will be at Pearl River Resort tomorrow, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club for the start of the Masters. And opening day of Major League Baseball, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you come by and see us at the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Also, this weekend, Steve Azar bringing you the second annual Mockingbird Songwriters Music Festival to the Janet Dunleith in Leland. That's this Friday and Saturday. Bring your stadium chairs, blankets, and coolers, and come out to enjoy some great music. For tickets, go to mockingbird 2020eventbrite That's how you get tickets for the 2022 uh, 2nd Annual Mockingbird Songwriters Music Festival. So that'll be good stuff. There is a story on Golf WRX about how hard it is to get tickets to the Masters. And you can pay a boatload of money and buy them on the secondary market if you are so inclined. Practice round tickets usually range somewhere between seven dollars and $1,200, depending on what day you're trying to go and how hot the market is. Most expensive get-in-the-door ticket on most secondary sites this year is for Thursday. 2600 or so goes down a little bit on Friday to about $1,900. Uh, the weekend is actually less expensive than Thursday and Friday. Maybe because you got people that want to go home and watch it on television, whatever the reason. Now, if one Eldrick Woods happens to be in contention, those weekend badge prices will skyrocket on the secondary market, and with good reason. But what about the lottery? Do you guys do it? Do you you go in and type in your email address and try to win tickets every year?
3: Every year. I I never have. Which is really just agreeing to a background check, but... Oh, is that what it's for? (laughs) I mean... You see the questions they ask you? Yes, yes, I
2: do. So I've done it every year for the last, I don't know, decade or so. And I've won once. got yep. practice round tickets one time. So bookies.com analyze the trends, not for practice round tickets, but for actual tournament tickets, because you can go in and you can check. You'd like to get practice round tickets. You'd like to get tournament tickets. The practice round tickets come in batches of four, the single day tournament tickets come in batches of two. They analyzed the trends and results of prospective ticket winners and came up with stunning figures. Away from the series badge patrons, those are the people who have lifetime tournament passes, the site estimates that there are about 22,000 daily tickets to be shared by around 2 million applicants for the tickets, giving you somewhere in the range of 1 in 200 shot or half of a percent to get actual tournament tickets through the lottery. But keep on submitting it every year. You never know. Somebody's got to win, right? Is it harder than getting tickets to the LSU-Mississippi State baseball game? It's crazy. You can stand up, maybe. Hey, we got a, uh, a note earlier that said predicting, what was it, predicting over 37,000 for the three games this weekend. I buy that. That'd be an average of 13,300 a game.
4: Yeah. Ah, uh, that's that's a lot. It's a big deal. To get
3: sure. to 37,000? Yeah. It would not yeah. be an average of 13,300
2: no. a
4: game. That'd, that'd be to
2: get to 39,000, wouldn't it? It'd be like so 12,000
4: and yeah, some change.
2: 12,300 a
4: game. Yeah. Yeah, they can do that. Especially if they can get a win on Friday or Saturday. Then everybody will show up on Sunday. Sunday's usually the smallest crowd of the weekend, right? Usually is. But for State, I mean, that's really your best chance to win with Cade Smith. Yeah. Um,
2: They win this weekend. you got Ole Miss and Mississippi State both at home. Ole Miss hosting Alabama. And um, Mississippi State hosting LSU. Get a message. 38 degrees on Friday night. Sorry. That's the low, right? I mean, it'll be like mid to upper 40s at game time. You, you say that like that's awesome. No, but it's better than 38.
4: It's going to be a little cold. A little chill. What happened to weather here?
2: I mean, I know spring. it's always
3: crazy, but what?
4: What do you want?
2: Friday in Oxford, high of 52, low of 34. Saturday, high of 61. It's going to be great on Sunday. High of 75 on Sunday. Little man's got a baseball game that starts at 830 on Friday night. I think they're playing in Tupelo. Oh, gosh. They mid-40s at first pitch for a 9U baseball game?
4: Have fun with that.
2: Thanks for being with us. Fun Wednesday afternoon. We'll do it again tomorrow from the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club at Pearl River Resort. Can't wait to be there with you. From Michael Borkey and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross. Have a great night. Oh,
1: it's incredible! A Super Talk Mississippi media production.